place. But um, yeah, no, I know what you mean with um, time zones, man. I've had, I've like usually I'm on the ball right on the ball with time zones and shit because mm-hmm. I'm used to it. I always ask what time zone are you, and then I tell them what time zone I I am. But I've had a couple with like a Brett Gibbs situation or someone from New Zealand, who I mean it's a different day, and you can yeah. you can be like like the day of you do the math and you're like holy shit I think I'm off like six hours <laughs> and you're, like, you're like wait a minute did I just like not carry a, a decimal how did this happen oh, yeah. like um it, it's I, very few times have I messed up a time zone but it has happened or I've had to coordinate the toughest was coordinating I had the 72 kilo ladies on and oh yeah was, with, with Chloe and yeah man it was everybody everywhere and we were trying to get Isabella, who's in Australia, she mm-hmm. didn't make like when you have that many girls in the same that many people on the same podcast. Uh, I mean, some people like look at man, I'm the odd person out. This isn't gonna work because she would have been like three in the morning or something. She's like, Yeah, you can't you can't do that for different countries and different people and times where you like it'll, it'll be hard to set on the time. Like that's dude, yeah. yeah, that's it. Everybody set, and then I was gonna have Angelina from Russia. And she was gonna, I was gonna need an interpreter for her. So we're talking, man, this is expanding. Yeah. Like, this is this is a little much to coordinate, but uh, but it, it is is what it is. So how you feeling? First off, congratulations on hitting 800 kilo. Holy shit, Thank dude, you. you did it. Yeah. Holy shit, dude, you did it. Is this the yeah. ultimate? What it happened, like, I don't know about you, because you knew behind the scenes, I seen the 605, 275 kilo triple you hit. And you didn't post it yet, but you post it now. But, um, you know, we, we knew there were people coming up competing. We thought Ricky was going to, but we didn't we didn't know what you knew going into this. Obviously, yeah. five, like you, you had some cards you kept to your chest as you should. <laughs> Did you know walking in there, yo, man, I think I'm going for 800 and I got a good chance at this. Yeah, so... Um... I talked about I pro this is my first time like really programming myself. So I programmed myself to hit to hit 800 keys, like to program the squat 300 to um, to bench uh, 180 and then to pull 320. So that was my program set out for that. And um, this was the time that I knew I could hit it. Um, I had doubts at first when I when I got COVID, but after that though, and when I started picking back up after I recovered from it, like I just knew I was like, well, this is the time. Uh, people, I know everybody thought I was competing this weekend. Uh, so the people I would I would have I was gonna compete the twentieth November the twentieth but I pushed it a week back just cause cause I didn't know what was gonna happen with COVID and I knew it was getting worse so I moved it ahead a week ahead and then I mean it happened so I'm not Dude, complaining. Thank God you did. Imagine they like shut down yeah like, right before you were going to that would have rewrote history literally rewrote history man. Yeah. It's insane. So you had an idea. I'm like okay. So tell me about the COVID. Um, cause I don't, I'm not even sure. I, I think that flew over my head that you got, you got COVID. How bad was it? How did you get it? Walk me through COVID a little bit. And when you got, and how far it would, was it from the competition? Uh, so during the summer I was traveling a lot. I was, uh, I was with, uh, Chloe Dublin a lot during the summer. I stayed with her and her family. Um, and like, I was fine. We went places. I didn't catch it at all. And then as soon as I get back to school, like late uh, August, early September, I ended up getting it and like it was bad so like I had vomiting diarrhea I had all the symptoms except for uh, I didn't have a fever and I didn't have a cough but I lost my taste I had body aches all over like not just from lifting it was just like body aches I couldn't move like I was sweating and everything 
and I was down for probably like a good week. Oh wow. Yeah, so I like it was really bad. Like it wasn't like I have other friends that got it and then just like they were asymptomatic, didn't have any symptoms, they were fine. They just tested positive for it. And I was just the one that had all the symptoms and it felt bad. And I took like two weeks of training off. And yeah, it was just it was terrible. So and this then was, yeah, I, I it hit hard. Yeah, it hit hard. And is it was it so you knew it was COVID, like you tested afterwards or you had the antibodies, they know for sure it was COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tested for it. I tested uh so what happened was um someone else had it and then I was around them. So I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and just get tested, and then I ended up having it. And I was having symptoms, but I thought it was just like a cold or something. At mm. first, I was like, I'm fine, I'll get over it, but I ended up testing for it like two days after I was getting symptoms, and then I tested positive for it. It's it's um well I mean if nothing else is encouraging you bounce back and do what you did mm-hmm. for, for that's good yeah. for everybody else because you hear crazy shit about COVID like people mm-hmm. like you don't know what hangs around with you afterwards or or some people are like it took like months for them to bounce back there it's months later they're still feeling yeah. weird about it but after the two weeks passed did it did everything it started turning a little all systems go is anything lingering like the lack of taste some people say taste took a long yeah. time. T- taste took a while, but um, I talked to people who, who had uh, contracted it before and they gave me ways to bring my taste back. So it was like orange juice and stuff like that. A lot of vitamin C help you get your taste back. And uh, that worked. So I got I got it back probably like a week and a half, like after having it all. So, I mean, it was it was bad while it lasted, but I mean, I finally got it back. And um, yeah, it was good. And then uh, like training wasn't as how I wanted it to be like the week after I started training after the two weeks off and it was like terrible. And I was like, yeah, my, my whole prep just went to shit. And I was really? like, yeah, I, just, I like, I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I was like, I'm not gonna total this. Like, you know, this is like, I might as well just start from scratch and just, you know, not do anything. So you were thinking after COVID, this shit wasn't that the 800 might not happen? Yeah, I was thinking that it wasn't gonna happen at all. Like, I, like my training really, it took a, a, a huge back step. Like I went back, I had to go back and redo the last two weeks before I got COVID. Oh, so damn. it threw me off two whole weeks. And you redid those last program. two weeks. If you yep. redid those last weeks and didn't do anything for two weeks, you kind of went back a month. Yep. So you're like, oh, damn, this is like, this yeah, isn't it was like, like it was not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was not. So when did it start turning around for you when you were prep and you're like, holy shit, when you started rolling up on it, be like, I think this might happen again. Uh, Probably around what three or four weeks out I started getting a little bit more motivated like uh, my team was like all right everybody's getting back into it we're all getting good Uh, I was training with I've been training with Chloe like like we train on the same platform at our school and so and stuff like that so she's keeping me motivated we're keeping each other motivated and stuff like that so it was really like a it was a mental thing that had to get me back on track because I was really worried about getting back to where I was and I think that's what was affecting my strength Cause I was like, oh well, I caught COVID, and everybody says COVID is bad, and mm. you're not gonna, you're not gonna be breathing as good, or your heart's gonna be like not as strong, or something like that. So I had all these like people telling me like, oh, well, you gotta watch out for this, watch out for that, and then basically my friends Chloe and uh, Rob were just like, and Shane were just like, bro, just don't worry about it. You just go in there and live like you always do, and then you'll get the results. So it's true how it isn't a while how like the mind body like if you tell yourself 
I feel sick. I feel this. I feel, you start like the symptoms carry mm -hmm. on long after it's like, no, those are gone. Now it's still yeah. in your head. Like, I know what you mean. Everyone's been sick. you got body aches. You get under the bar and you feel achy, like the, the flu achy. And then after a while, you're like, I'm not sure if I'm still sick. If I'm telling myself I'm half expecting it because it's in my head now, yeah. you know, it starts, it starts messing with you. Yeah, I just, um, I think that it's most, of course, it's a physical thing with the, you know, getting sick and stuff like that. But after that, I would like consider it like an injury. It's, it's basically in your head, like, oh, well, it's in the back of your head, like, oh, well, I got to watch out for this. I got to make sure I'm doing this right. And if I don't do this right, then everything is going to go bad. So, I mean, I just had to get back right mentally. So I finally got back on my horse and pushed. And it's, it it's, a, it's different with COVID because some people, it does like linger for, so you mm -hmm. don't know. If it was a normal flu, you'd be like, come on, man, it's, it's gone. Yeah. But because it's COVID, it's like, sometimes it is gone. Sometimes asymptomatic, you feel nothing. Other times there are people who like, you're never fully the same right back. You might be back yeah. lifting, but you got it. Like, it's not going to be like, it'll be like 95% back, which mm -hmm. for you would be like a 700 and whatever kilo total. So, and you don't know, you're like, fuck, I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, how many weeks out from your comp was Taylor's 812? Three weeks. Was it? I so think. this is the round when you were Three still, or two weeks, yeah. When you were still having a little bit of doubt, you were like it was mm -hmm. just starting to get back going. You yeah. hop online and you see Taylor hitting eight twelve. What were you telling yourself when you were when you saw that? I was like, God damn it, he did it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh, already. I was like, God. I was like, bro, I just, oh, if we would have just waited till at the end of the year, maybe I could have done it first. But I mean. Uh, I mean, I was happy for him, of course. You know, everybody know I love Taylor. Taylor is like my number one. He's my idol in powerlifting. I love him. I look up to him and everything. Um, he's a great guy. He always talks to me. He keeps me motivated and stuff like that. And tells me to keep pushing. But uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe he did it. Like, I was happy for him. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, those numbers are – like, his numbers are good. I was like, okay. His bench. And then I was like, his deadlift. I was like, he pulled 320. I was like, that's crazy. But then when he – his squat, though, I was like, ah. I was like, I probably could squat that. Like around that time, I was like, I probably could squat. What was it? Squat that same amount. Was it motivating or was it like when you saw that, did it motivate you, discourage you? Or because at this point, you're still kind of not sure if you're fully back from COVID. And if you ever needed a kick in the ass, did it give you that? Or what were what your feelings like that? Yeah, it motivated the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. When I saw him do it, I was like, well, okay, we know it's possible now. So we know it's not a it's not a thing where oh well no seventy four is gonna total eight hundred keys. So when he did, I was like oh well it's possible if he can do it I can do it. If he can total eight twelve I can total eight hundred. Like that's it's nothing about it. Like I know because I was I was thinking I was like well our squats about the same and our deadlifts about the same. So if I just add to my bench I should be fine. Mm -hmm. So it really it really just got me thinking. And I went back and I would critique all my videos like I always do and watch them over and over and see what I need to do. Um, uh, form wise and everything like that and it got it, it gave me a little boost that I needed to say oh well I know I can do this if you can do it I can do it. it, it it's 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 like bittersweet because it, he goes first yeah for sure you're like all right man this is if you once you see someone actually do 812 you're like mm -hmm. I can do eight because it's, yeah. it's right but on the flip side it's bittersweet because uh you're like, damn it, I could have been, if I was just a little bit earlier, three weeks yeah. earlier, it would have been me crossing 800 first. So it's yeah. really, it was super tight. That was a super tight race. When we were talking, well, first off, before we get off Taylor's performance. So when you seen that, um, his last deadlift was semi-controversial for people mm -hmm. because he 
here's the thing that's I wasn't too flustered, but some people were, if, if you yeah. don't want, if you're as big as Taylor is in powerlifting, some people automatically are, are looking for something to say, right? It is what it yeah. is. If you're the king, people call you the king and he, he he's like, hey, I'm the best. Some people are going to not like it and want to want to yeah. say something, right? Of course. That's the way it is. But um, so I wasn't too, with the last deadlift, um, obviously he pulled it clean and it's a little different for me if I was to watch somebody squat high and I know they cut it a little high because they're not sure they could have took it full depth it was heavy as shit when mm -hmm. they unracked it walked it out and they cut it short I'm like ah okay you doubted yourself yeah. right there right there's differences between stuff like that weird calls like that but when he pulls that deadlift 100% locks it holds it sends it to hell and he sends it to hell now usually the refs if they see you send the bar to hell they'll be like please don't slam it uh, but it's a warning. It's not a disqualification. Yeah. But where the things got a little funky is when people are like, and this is where everyone starts stopping it, uh, slow-mo, taking screenshots. And at the last inch, people are like, are yeah, fingers on the bar? Are they not on the yeah, bar? Right? Yeah, he let and it, it becomes, go. Yeah. It becomes that. And for myself, when I'm watching it, I'm kind of like, look, it, in terms of getting like rattled or, or, or too wild up about it, there's no doubt in my mind like he was like good for it because he like smoked mm -hmm. it. It would have been a technicality, but people will argue, well, should you get let off a technicality? On the flip side, the refs, that last um, inch of the deadlift towards the ground is like, like a millisecond of time. So if you're the yeah. ref, if you're the ref and you're like, he's got it, you give the down command, all, he sends it to hell, you think he's following it down, but then you're like, fuck, did his, did his fingers leave at the bottom of it though? And then, yeah. so it, it's, uh, I don't, I wasn't too rattled that the refs gave it to him. If they weren't sure at the last second, if they're like, like, uh, you know, we know we hit it clean on the way up. We know he sent it to hell and he was slamming it. And we would have said, look, you can't fucking slam it. But did his hands not follow it down while slamming it? It looked like it until the last second, but they're like literally on the live. And you know, when something happens after the fact, you could rethink it in your fucking mind. Yeah. But when you're the ref, you gotta be on the spot. Did he fall it all the way down or did his hands leave it? So I wasn't too rattled because of that, only because of that. However, if I was to replay it over and over, screenshot it and shit, I'll be like, hey, I can find a spot. But yeah, in terms of controversial, right, right, which is fair. But in terms of controversial calls, I wasn't like, oh my God, because I know it wasn't like, a, for instance, like I said, a guy squatting high and I'm like, I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not sure you could squat 300 keys because you squatted that high. I know he could pull 320 because I've seen him pull it. He just don't, you know, if you're going to slam it, please follow the bar to the ground. Yeah, um, of course. So that's why I wasn't too rattled myself. But what were your thoughts? Because I know everyone everyone had, uh, you know, I, I yeah, basically they're, they're made a case for both. Yeah. I made a case for both, didn't I, right there? Right? I'm yeah, saying I, think, I see it. I think that, like, I, I was honestly about it. I'm not going to short him for it and be like, oh, well, that shouldn't have counted. So, I mean take his total back down whatever it was before i don't know what it was before he uh pulled 320 but um i mean he got it he was excited he's the first person to tell first 74 to tell 800 um like i think all the refs probably took that into consideration too and it's taylor of course so i mean they probably were just like ah, i mean yeah but it really wasn't he followed it down he it was a clean lockout so the only thing was it was about dropping it so if it would have came down to like maybe him winning it Maybe they would have been more like, oh, well, we got other people were there. Yeah, but yeah, okay. And if it was an IPF meet, they probably more than likely they would have 
they would have get taken away. Someone would have went to the table and they would have reviewed right. it or whatever. And then yeah, but at a local meet, it's really not gonna matter, honestly. Like it's not like he was competing against if he if he would have missed the deadlift anyway, he still would have told eight hundred, and he still would have won the meet. So taking away from him, there's there's really no point in it. So I don't see why people were stressing it like that. It's basically honestly, it's probably just haters saying that, but. If if, yeah. if if I wasn't convinced he was strong enough, then I'd be a little more upset. If mm-hmm. I if I know for a fact, um, like you know he hit it. It's it's not like like again with the squat depth type deal. It's it feels a technicality after the lift has been done, and you, instead of following the bar all the way to the ground with your fingers on it. That's why I think, even though I will admit, like. I, I've already had people in the DMs, like I had, you know, some people when you share something, they hit you up yep. and want to debate it with you, which I'm I'm fine with. And they're like, yeah, but it's a, a technicality, still technicality, it's still in the rules. I'm like, I'm with you. I'm just saying I'm not overly upset, but I'm with you. However, yeah. like in sports, you get like sports are always every single sport has a little like in basketball. Well, this guy never got fouled, never got called for foul, but this other guy always did. This other guy's a star, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. There's always a little bit of all the treatments to get. This was a relatively minor treatment because he definitely was good enough to pull 320. It wasn't like yeah. nobody walked away like Taylor was gifted 820 or sorry, 812 because he wasn't strong enough for 812. He was gifted it. No, Taylor was strong enough for 812. He just almost gave it away. It's a little yeah. different, right? That's a little different if he almost That's gave it away different. than been gifted it. But splitting it. Yeah, he did he did it. So I, I don't yeah. I don't, don't want I don't see why people try to short it. I mean, he still did it no matter what. Even if he wouldn't have got it, he still would have got it hundred. So I mean, it's it's not really a, I think they just want to have something to say about it so they can try to take it away. But I mean it's still just eight twelve. I mean well, he, it's over eight hundred. Well, here it is, man. When you when you're the king, this is that's gonna happen. People yeah. want to see you. They, they, like no matter what, like Taylor, the way he carries himself, like he knows he's 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 Taylor Atwood. He knows mm-hmm. like he was the number one guy in the IPF regardless of weight classes. Um, and I think he's still is he? I don't know. I have to check because there's new there's new points, man. So yeah. things got shaken up. I'd have to double check. I think maybe Ashton. Um, yeah, Ashton. I think Ashton's number one now. It's right Ashton, with the new Taylor points than me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and all time is Jesse, who's right close. Mm-hmm. Like Ashton, you guys are all right close to Jesse Norris. But um, because he was who he was for a long time, it was him under the previous points totals uh, or, or the previous point total. So immediately some you, you kind of got a target on your back when you're the number one guy. If that's the way it is. Yeah. But, but I don't know if you realize, if he did not get that last deadlift, if they took that away from him, he would have got 802. And you would have walked into your competition and could have just bumped something up two and a half kilo. And took yeah. The- I don't know if you knew that, but I didn't that, know that. That's interesting. <laughs> now you're like, man, fuck yeah, that yeah. Let me take that back. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they did take that back right now. Hold on I'm a second. Con- I'm go, contacting the USAPO president right now. I'm, I'm, I'm co- <laughs> I changed my state on this. Hey, this- <laughs> but yeah, man, it would have been a tight race. Would have been, would have been right there if if he would have done just for. If it would have bumped down to 802, would you have changed and went for 802? Like, would you have added a two and a half kilo somewhere along the lines? Uh, I probably would have just, I probably would have tied it. Yeah, I probably went, I probably would have, would have went 802 because if I would have went 802, I still would have been uh, weighing in at 72 keys. I would have, my points would have been higher anyway. So, I mean, maybe, sure. but I, I, I'd rather tie him than 
than me trying to beat it by like another two and a half keys or five keys and then miss it and then not total 800 at all. You might've been able to beat it by just half a key. Yeah. Would you have done that? Yeah, I definitely would have done that. I would have definitely put it Why on that? Half a key. Oh, yeah. It'd be tough oh, not yeah. to. It'd be tough. Oh, yeah, it'd be definitely tough not to. It is. It's, it, and this is where it turns into a maybe because, because it wasn't on the table, you hit exactly what you hit. You hit 800. You were the youngest ever 74 to hit. Like you're a junior and you hit 800, which is unfreaking heard of. Just a few years ago, Brett Gibbs as an 83 open was targeting 800. It made the cover of IPF magazine and it showed Brett Gibbs. And it's like 800. Can he hit 800? And people are like, oh my God, an open 83. Can he hit 800? And that was a big deal. You just a few years later hitting it as a 74 junior is freaking crazy. So hitting 800 was big. If if his total was dropped a little more, maybe, and I'm just looking at this on the positive, what if that would have been the few keys you add on and it just, you would have added on to, you wouldn't have known you needed it until the end in the deadlift. It was mm-hmm. just a few keys too many. You, you, you know, you get your hand slapped reaching into the cookie jar when you could have stopped at 800 and got it instead. You, you know what I mean? Like maybe, who yeah. knows? Or maybe you would have got it and you would have beat Atwood and you'd be the man. But you could go put your head to bed at night saying, wasn't meant to be, man. Maybe I got protected. Maybe, yeah. maybe next time we'll see. Would you prefer that or would you, if you're going to beat Atwood, you probably want to do it in competition anyway? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I, I told him, I think, I think I told him that, or I said, I've said it before that. I probably would have went a lot differently if we would have competed against each other. I probably would have been pushed to try and total more than him anyway. So I probably would have still squatted 300 kilos. I probably still would have benched uh, 180 or 182 and a half. And then deadlift, we would have just sent it, whatever we would have needed to beat him on the last attempt. That's what, that's what, that's how it would have went. So if I, it wouldn't have mattered about totaling 800, it would have been beating Taylor. Yeah. So. And that's when everything changes because when the guy's right beside you, when you you kind of for first a little bit you want to stay in the pocket do what you can do and not overreach too early and start missing but a 300 kilo squat you're going to be in the lead so yeah. that's all you need um the bench though that you you're, you've been working on this man last time we talked to you people we right <laughs> people were like um you know while well, his squats up is dead like squatting dead phenomenal obviously but be like the bench is really hard to move and bench is hard to move. Like, you know, a lot of people, when they struggle on bench, are like, shit, man, the hardest thing to move is the bench for some reason. When people mm-hmm. struggle on bench, it can be so stubborn. Of all the three it's lifts, so stubborn. right? It is so stubborn. I have, like, that's another thing that people message. When we did our previous podcast together with all the other fellas, that's what people are like, fuck, man, I ate that shit. The only problem is he's struggling on bench. That's the toughest one to move, though. And I'm like, and I know personally, that's my situation, too. So I was like, well, we'll see. What what did you do? Like what happened? Like you you getting real close to a four hundred bench? I I zoned in and I started working with Chloe. Honestly, Chloe got me right. Like Chloe, well, she's amazing. The, she's a yeah. bench queen. Yeah, <laughs> she's a bench queen. Exactly. She, she so murders. She she would tell me that I need to do this. I need to tweak this. I need to do this. And like we train on the same platform. So we train every day: Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We're always on the same platform. We bench two days a week. She um she just pushed me. She told me you gotta do this. Well, you're not staying tight. This you need to make sure your feet are in this position. You need to make sure you do this and that and this and that. And it was always critiquing. And then um I tweaked my program a little more also. And I think I I moved up to benching I think three times a week. Oh, wow. And uh instead of doing like um a heavy day and a light day, I do a heavy, medium, and light. And then I just 
I just focus more on my bench this cycle than anything. So I think that's what that's what happened. And so it pushed me through the roof with it. Apparently, man. I mean, numbers don't lie because it, yeah. like, it moved. You you had said in like if things were working out for you, yeah, working with Chloe. Like I remember in Calgary, I remember talking to Ida Ron. Um when Chloe was in, uh, like, obviously she had broken world records on the bench press and the mm-hmm. 72 kilo junior. And then Ida Ron in Sweden and Ida had won the world championships junior 72 in Sweden, but she said she was cool in squats. And then when they moved on to bench and, and then Chloe's time to bench, like in squats, she's like, all right, I got a bit of a lead on Chloe here. We're doing all right. And then when <laughs> bench came, she was like, what the fuck? She, she, <laughs> yeah. Because she didn't know Chloe. She found out about Chloe on the day of. And when Chloe yep. bent, she was like, holy shit. I'm going to have to really full on send my last dead. And she had to. She did what she had to do. But Chloe's got a monster bench. If anybody you're going to work out with day in, day out, and you're like, man, I got a bench issue. That's the perfect. Training. That's the perfect person. And then I have, and then my, and then our head coach, uh, Tim Anderson, is he's went to bench worlds and won, I think, oh. like five or six times. So, oh, I mean, damn. like. So, so you were ready. you were, you stacked the deck. Like, I got yeah. this is gonna be addressed. Yeah. I was like, we have to get it. Like this, this is we need to work on. This. this is my weakest thing. We're gonna work on it. The weakest link has to be the strongest. So we worked on it, and it happened. It is what it is. So last time we had talked, um, you said you were you were you were seven fifty seven point five kilo total. Mm-hmm. So you would need forty two and a half kilos added to your total in a year. Yep. And you were like, you said last time on the podcast, um, and I love this moment because it's like, it's like everyone can relate to this moment to a certain extent, right? You were like, next year, um, I think I could do this and I'm going to total 800 kilo. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that's a big jump. Man. <laughs> and um, it, it, I'm sure like some, you know, Taylor was real, real close to it. He was at like 790.5. Yep. So we would assume Taylor, all right, less than 10 kilo for sure. Michael had a, a roaring start, but um, you know, it's, it, it's not necessarily a start. It's how you finish when you're going to try to go for mm-hmm. a total, but you, people could, you know, kind of clue in pieces for him. Yeah. But then, mm-hmm. but looking at it, Taylor had said, he's like, my friend, 40 kilos can be really hard when you're already at the top end. And you were second in the U.S., second in the world. You know, I, I believe, I, if, I think you would have been second in the world in 2019 with that total as well. So we say second in the U.S., we're, we're basically saying second in the world with IPF, all IPF affiliates for a 74. So I would, like, it's not unreasonable for Taylor to be like, dog, 42 and a half kilo in a year when you're already at the top, top end is fucking phenomenal. That's almost unheard yeah. of. Now he, he would, so when you said it, he was like, holy, he, he laughed. He gave a little chuckle and you had admitted, yeah. you had admitted, you look up to this dude and you said like, that hurt a little bit, man. That yeah. I, I didn't, I couldn't fluff that off. Cause, cause, cause you look up, to, if it was fucking some other Instagram troll. Yeah. yeah if, it's it Taylor, if it's Taylor, tell me about that, about that motivation. You had said like, damn, when I, re- I you know, can, and let me also say before you answer, I forgot about that. I knew yeah. you said that. I forgot what Taylor's reaction was. And I forgot, I paid attention to your reaction to Taylor's reaction. And I could tell you were like a little like, fuck man, like not upset, but a stitch. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I think. You said, it's the way I think I'm being, you know, you tried to explain yourself, but it's hard to find the words. But I'll yeah. let you tell it. What did that, what did that mean to you? Yeah, so when, um, I hate, I hate having people, people have doubted me my whole life 
of course, um, being small when I played football and stuff like that. People always told me, you know, you're not going to be good at fo football. You're too small. Powerlifting, oh, okay, you, you were okay. You're not, you're not good. You're not going to be that good. You're, you're okay. And so me getting to that point where it's like, oh, I'm finally getting talked about with these great people, Taylor, um, uh, Cho, and, and Michael. I'm like, okay, well, finally I'm up here. Finally, I'm getting recognition. And then me to say, well, honestly, I feel like, I think word for word I said was it's 40 keys. It's just numbers. So, I mean, I think I can put it on. Like, I mean, I got to add to my bench. I know that my squat's always going up. My deadlift's always going up. So those two aren't a problem. It's just my bench, honestly. And um, he just laughed and I said I was going to do it. And I was like, I don't understand why you're laughing. Why, why you think I can't do it? Like, it hurt me a little bit because, I mean, like I said, he was like, he's my idol. Like, I wanted, wanted to be just like him when I was just like a, starting off, like doing wrong and stuff like that. And then I've gotten to the point where, you know, now my idols become my rival. And um, yeah, it just, it hurts so much to see it. And I was like, wow, okay, well now it stayed in the back of my head every day in training, like every day from that day forward, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to totally hunt. I'm going to totally, people are like, oh, are you going to totally, I'm not worried about anybody else asking me. I'm not worried about people saying, oh, also awesome, I'm going to hit 800 first. I just knew I was going to hit it. That was my goal was to hit 800. If I didn't hit it first, oh, okay, well, it's sad that I didn't hit it first, but I knew I was going to hit it. That was in my head. I was going to hit a 800 kg total in 2020 at some point whether it was whether it was going to be around nationals or it was going to be at a local meet like it was going to happen and so that was my motivation every day thinking oh well my workout didn't go didn't go good this day well tomorrow i just got to come in here and and make up for it and it just kept pushing me it just stayed in my head playing over and over and over and over and over in my head was it because so it it was the fact that it was you know it's it's difficult sometimes to say like goals out loud mm -hmm. because because of that like people we, we've seen it with other lifters like for instance when michael was on the podcast a huge theme for michael coming off of the nationals he had such a great squat bench session uh, and then we didn't get to see what he could dead and it just wasn't in the card so going into the arnold a huge theme was well you're you're, you're going first but the fellas that we mm -hmm. had on the podcast, the big four, and now I realize there's more than just four of the big in the 74s now. A lot of people emerge. We'll get to that later. But of the big four, he was going first. So then mm -hmm. he came on the podcast, and the name of the podcast was Road to 800. Uh, that the poster I made was wrote, it was a literally a road, and it showed like you guys and the stars, the yep. other three, and then the the where he was going headed, it said 800. And People were commenting, saying like, you know, whether it was like they believed or didn't believe, et cetera. And Michael, because so, Michael said on the podcast, I want 800. And he put himself out there and he gave it this, you know, we all know, again, he bombed out. And now he hasn't registered a total in his last two competitions. Instead of some people being like, like, I'm the type of guy I love when, when someone's like, I'm fucking, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going for mm -hmm. it. I'm going for 800. When I ask you, put you on the spot, you're like, I'm going 800. It takes something to say something out loud. Yeah. It takes courage when you haven't done it yet. It takes courage when it's out so far out. It's different if you're in training camp and all numbers are trending to 800, at least a really good shot of it. You wait until you squatted 275 kilo for a triple. Then you say, I think I'm going to go 800. Well, I guess that's not that. It's, it's brave, but it's not as brave. You say mm -hmm. this a year out when your total is not even close. You say this, <laughs> not even Michael, close. right? Or like, or you say like when Michael was like, 
yeah, man. Like after he just bombed that national, he's like, I'm going to go, I'm going for 800. Let, let me see what happens. When people were like, A, some people were talking shit because he said it. And like, I had people messaging or commenting when I posted it. And then after he bombed, some people were like, so I hope that humbles him for being braggadocious. And I'm like, that's not braggadocious. That's yeah, that's like, not bragging, yeah. I take inspiration off. I don't, maybe speak on that a little bit, how you feel about when, because you would have saw that ahead of time. You would have saw what happened to mm-hmm. Michael, you know, and, and it happened to him kind of like a preview. And what were you thinking when you saw A, Michael go in there saying, I'm going to go for 800, B, when he's bombed, and then C, some of the people's reactions about him bombing and how they would almost celebrate it? Well, at first, uh, let's start from before, yeah, before the Arnold, before he bombed out. I thought that, honestly, he was going to be the first one. I had no doubt. Um, I'm in a group message with him and stuff like that. So, um, like, the way he was talking, stuff like that, like, I had faith in him. Like, I thought, I was like, well, you have an amazing bench. Your squad's there. We don't know what you can deadlift yet. But, I mean, more than likely, if you if you have that adrenaline pump at the meet, you're going to be able to hit that. So, I, I think if it came down, like, he squatted, he needed a squat and bench, we needed to bench he'd be fine. He probably would total almost over 800 with his deadlift because we don't know his deadlift. And then we get to the Arnold. I'm at the Arnold, of course, uh, there, and I'm uh, cheering him on. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, I saw Marcellus there and stuff like that as coach. And like, he was like, yeah, he's feeling good. Um, I think, I don't know if this is known knowledge or not, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, his scale was wrong. So he had to cut a little extra weight. Mm. So I don't know if that had like a big effect. And then I know he said that, uh, that he didn't like the carpet at the Arnold, like it wasn't the right type of carpet or something like that. And so that's what was messing up his bench and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think he was just like a lot of stuff at the meet when he bombed out. But I, I, at the meet, I really thought he was going to hit it like we were hype. He squatted what he needed to squat. I don't even remember what it was, but he squatted a good amount. And then he had a big opener on bench. And I was like, oh, well, he's only probably going to go up like maybe seven and a half keys from his opener to his last attempt, like like he always does. He started hot and stuff like that. And then I was like, I was already hitting that he misses his first bench. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can, like, I'm with all the group, all the guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he missed it. Then he goes to the second attempt. And I'm like, okay, he got it. It was just a fluke. You know, everyone messes up every once in a while. Right. And then he misses it again. I'm like, oh my gosh, Michael. <laughs> I was like, bro, come on, man. I was like, I got faith in you. That's the last one. We can be clutch. He's weird. This top four is what we always talk about. It's him. Like, I know he can handle it. I know he can handle the pressure. He was going to. He was close to beating Taylor on Nationals. We were good. We get to the last bench. Misses it on strength. And it was oh lower my. than his gym. Like in the gym, he yes. he should be handling this weight. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it's just like, it just sinks to the bottom of me. I'm like, I can't believe this. Because I really, like, I was hoping that he would tell the first as he had the first chance. I was like, this is your chance. Like, I don't know who else. I, I think it was... Pug supposed to go next or Taylor was supposed to go next. I don't know who was supposed to go next. But he was going first though. So I was like, well, you had, this is your chance to go first. You have to do it. You said you think you can do it. I had faith in you. Your training has been showing it, bro. Like, and after I was like, uh, like I hated it. Like it was like, I didn't like I wasn't a happy feeling, like, oh yes, I'm so excited he didn't get 800. It was like, dang, bro. Like I wanted to see that happen because it was gonna motivate me, of course, to hit it. And I'm just like, oh, well, him not hitting, like, it put a little down. And I was like, well, is this possible? Like, were we just talking? Was it a thing where we were just talking? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, like, it can't be. It was just like, it's just a bad day for him. Everyone has a bad day. And I was like, it's just another bad day for him. So it just sucked to see it. I was hoping he would get it. I love Michael. He's a great guy. He's a real close friend of mine. So, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel about the situation. It really sucked. Well, it is kind of rattling when 
you know, you, you have like a lot of faith in him because he, he looked so flipping strong at Raw Nationals. Mm -hmm. He looked like he was a monster. He was on such a roll. So you, I know what you mean going in there. I thought, yeah, I mean, he's got it. When he misses, I kind of get it where you'd be like, <laughs> you, you see it miss and for a second, you would be like, were we bullshit? Were we just talking? Yeah. It's like, 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 wait, wait, is, is, is this a little beyond our grasp? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's making it seem like it right now. Right. Like, like the naysayers of, um, you know, like when Taylor said, look at adding that many kilo at the tail end. Like if you just, if you were at 700 adding 40 kilo, sure. But when yeah. you're, when you're the second in the world at, with your total, like you were adding another 40 at the top end, like progress slows the higher up you get. Otherwise you'll be at a thousand kilo in a couple of years. I don't know, maybe you will be, but, but you know, so that's where you do start. When you see something like that happen to Michael, you'd be like, oh shit. Well, all of a sudden, and then the naysayers came. And this is what all of a sudden the comments from just people who were waiting for someone to not make it. Like I got DMs and, um, and these are just like regular, like people watching that nobody that yeah. we would know in real life. However, mm -hmm. it was surprising the amount of, and some people being like, like when I, when I would post the results, um, some people were putting in the comments, but just random people I didn't know, but still they would be like, well, hopefully we don't have to hear that shit anymore. They're good. Yeah. You know, people like, I hate people like who are so cocky. And I'm like, that wasn't, Michael's the furthest thing from cocky. The guy's so yeah, silent. Yeah, Michael's the furthest one, yeah. <laughs> it's like Michael. Yeah, Michael's not, he's not, he's not the cocky one at all. Dude, he's like a <laughs> silent, strong type. He's yeah. like, like, uh, he's, all he's saying is confidently, I think this, this is my goal. I think I can hit it. Yeah. If that makes him, you know, so anyways, um, how were you feeling about the treatment he got afterwards? And did that affect you with how, you know, you had also said you're going for 800. And did you think, fuck me, is this what people are looking at? Like, if I don't get 800, are people coming at me? Yeah, I thought, uh, so I hated the way, like, they were coming at Michael because, like, he wasn't, he, like, like we said, he wasn't being cocky at all. He was, uh, he just wanted to say, like, well, I think I can hit it, like, it's possible. So, yeah, I'm going to go and hit it. So, like, people were just saying, like, he's cocky as dumb. He's not cocky at all. Um, he's a great guy. He's, he definitely could have achieved it. Like, he could have, he just had a bad day. Like, everyone has a bad day. You can't, you can't hate the man for having a bad day. Right. And then, um, for me, uh, I think that it was going to be the same way if I wouldn't have hit 800. But that's why I had in my, in my head, I had to hit it anyway. Like, it was a, it was a motivator instead of uh, being scared. Like, oh, what if I don't hit this? Like, will I get bashed like him? Like, you know, it was a, it was a hundred percent. Well, I'm not, they're not going to come at me like that. So I just got to hit it. I just got to go out there and do what I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let him get a chance. I'm not going to let him get the chance. You're like, I'm off Instagram for a month if I don't hit this. I'm coming back when yeah. it simmers down. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm deactivating my whole account if, I, if, if it just goes to trash. Yeah, so. Right, right. Who was, who was, did, who hit, who hit you up with some comments after you hit 800? Some lifters we know? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, so, did, did the people in the big four and the 74s reach out who, who uh, was yeah, talking? taylor taylor hit me up and uh told me congrats um uh pug really didn't say anything now that i think about it he didn't and michael said congrats to me in the group message we have but um taylor's really the only one that that dm'd me privately and told me like congratulations um a couple of the other 74s um 
uh, Kevin Tran, he told me congrats. I love him. Nico, of course. Nico Flores. Um, uh, Zach DiCostanza. All the all the top 74s that were at Raw Nationals last year. We, had, we still keep in contact and stuff like that. So all those people, but really Taylor was really the only one that was like, hmm, good job. And, and what was that? <laughs> when you hit 800 and he was a dude that initially, like when we say he laughed, it wasn't like, I don't want to overstate that he was like laughing yeah. at you, making fun of you. I don't want to quite come off like that. He yeah, just yeah. He, he was like he was laughing at the situation. He was like, oh, right, okay. right. Like, like that's that's funny that he really thinks that. Like, okay, it, it wasn't. He wasn't laughing specifically in my face. Like, oh, right, yeah, right. Like, it, it does sound worse than it is. Like, if I when you retell the story, if you're redoing like a, like a fucking movie to try to, if you wanted to make like, yeah super sensationalize it, you would have, I think I could do 800. And the champ goes, oh, 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 and he like blows <laughs> it up. But in right, you would do that if you want to ex like expand yeah. on it. In reality, you, it was more like the, the big 42 and a half kilo jump. He was like, mm -hmm. holy shit, that's a huge, he, that was more his reaction to that. Cause he's yeah. thinking to himself, me i haven't seen a 42 and a half kilo jump in a year in in, in i don't know when the last time taylor put on 42 and a half kilo that's a huge jump but um did it feel good the fact that taylor reached out and was like oh yeah my man felt great yeah like i was like oh yeah finally i'm getting that like finally he sees me he <laughs> that's sees right me. He, he, he feels me back there pulling that's that shirt. right that's he's right. like okay, and like he's just like, all right, okay, I see you, I see you, young, young, young man. Okay, you, you're doing some things. You, you, you've stepped up now, so now we can say you're number two instead of being like, oh, who's number two right now? Like right now, it's like, oh, Austin Perkins is right there, and it's not like he's a far away number two like I was at Raw Nationals. No, it's sir. not. It's not a. It's not a, a thirty key away. It's like twelve keys, and those twelve keys could have changed if we would have been at the same meet type thing. It's one deadlift. You miss yeah. her, he misses a deadlift and, and you know what deadlift you're taking afterwards then, aren't, don't you? Yep. You're pulling for the win. So it's, mm -hmm. it's literally, you, you, you gotta go nine for nine or else you, know, you can yeah. lose the title. That's what, that's what we were lacking. People were like, you guys had, the personalities were phenomenal. That's why we kept doing those podcasts together. And mm -hmm. the hype and everything was phenomenal. But people were like, they're just not close enough to Taylor. Really close together, like a clustered, yeah. we're fighting for like podium for sure. But not enough close to Taylor. Like 40 keys is too far away. But now it's different, isn't it? Now it's different. No one's saying that now. No one can say <laughs> that now. And I mean, three weeks ago when Taylor did 812, people were messaging saying, See, this is why it's, you know, he's too far ahead, blah, blah, blah. There's mm -hmm. a lot of hype, but they're not going to live up to the hype. Three weeks later, people are singing a different story. When I'm like asking, open up questions for Austin, people are like, holy shit, man, do you think he could take Kate Taylor? You know, how close is he? Does, is 2021 the year he takes Taylor? And I'm like, what's his new nickname? And they're like, his new, th this is one of the better nicknames I got, by the way. It's, um, okay. call him Kingslayer when he beats Taylor. And I was like, oh, okay, shit. I like that. That I is like a that. gangster. That's, that's, that's when you get Taylor, though, but that is fucking gangster. If you end yeah. up, uh, whoever beats Taylor would be, yeah, I mean, that'd be the King Slayer right there. But um, it's definitely like, my, my, how quickly things change in like a week or two's time. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, the narrative changes. Um, when I was watching that video, something I noticed, it was actually Pug. Of all the people, the villain who jumped in and was like, I think I believe him. I think he could totally. Like, yeah, that's just crazy. Was like, yeah. Ooh, what the shit, Buck? You're not supposed to be that dude. Were yeah. you, um, 
And, and that's kind of weird that Pug didn't hit you up, but then again, he was also probably, I think he yeah. lifted, he was going to lift the very next week. He was going to lift, he's going to lift the same day as me. Oh, same day. Okay. Then that makes sense. Yeah. And he had an mm -hmm. insane cut and didn't make it. Yeah, he, so yeah, he, had, he had a bad, sense. he had a bad day. So it, it, make, it makes sense why he didn't say anything. It's not as so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he, I'm glad that he like, he had faith in him. He's like, I can see it. Cause he, he notices progression. Like he's really a technical, everybody knows that Pug is a te technical guy. And so um, I think he, he always was like, okay, yeah, he would talk to me and stuff like every once in a while and be like, yeah, bro, like your training's going good and stuff like that. Like your numbers, like Austin's getting like, Austin's getting close. Like, he could tell by the way I was progressing. He's like, okay, yeah, hmm. he's, he's serious with it. So, yeah. What do you think for the future then? You put on 42 and a half kilo from last year to this year. You're, you're 21. Taylor's 31. He's a decade older than you. In terms of mm -hmm. progression, it's ridiculous what you're doing. Like you were progressing at an astounding rate um, and you're still a junior and you're going to be a junior for another couple of years. It's yep. like, and you don't cut, do you cut yet for 70? Cause you're, you're clear under 74 no. kilo. Like you're, yeah, I don't, I, I don't make a cut. I just basically, so um, I probably was sitting at like 75, maybe 76, but that's like me eating like crap, eating everything, like going to eat like, Taco Bell at like one o'clock in the morning, mm. like not eating breakfast some days, like going to lunch and getting like chicken tenders and fries. Yeah, like, living your best life. Like, yeah. So, and then I basically just, I cut like, I cut back on carbs and like eat better. So I would eat more protein, eat more uh, vegetables and stuff like that. And then I drop weight. So like the morning of my meet, I was, I was 72.1. Holy smokes, man. So you had to eat the morning of. Yeah. So I ate before I weighed in. Like soon I woke up like early. I didn't lift till like I didn't weigh in until one. So I woke up at like six o'clock and weighed myself in the morning because I couldn't sleep. I was just so excited. And I get on the scale, I'm like 71. I'm like, all right. Well, so I just eat like a toaster strudel and like drink milk and like everything. Like I was just like, I need food in me because I'm like way under. Yeah. I mean, you can spare it. You might you're gonna use the energy for sure. Yeah, so so I'm so I'm not. Like I'm not even cutting weight for 74. So I think honestly, if I if I'm having to cut for 74 and I'm gaining and I'm sitting probably like 74, like between 73.5 and 74 keys, I probably could put like depends on where the meat is, but I feel like I could add probably within a within a year, I probably could add 30, maybe. But I think if it's like if it goes to half mark, because I don't know when like they're holding nationals or if they're gonna have the Arnold in the US or not. But I want my next meet. I think I probably want to put around twenty keys on my total. That's that's the goal. Is twenty twenty keys? keys you said twenty eight twenty then? Yeah, eight twenty. Oh damn, sir! Listen. Yeah, that's that's the next jump. Eight twenty won the ninety three kilo open two years ago at Worlds two thousand eighteen. Eight twenty. Ninety three kilo open. Eight twenty. Ellis McLean. That's fact. That's fact, sir. That's crazy to think about. 2020, yeah. I'm talking to 74 kilo junior, and you're like, I think 820. Yeah, I mean, Taylor, Taylor's already hit 812, so I mean, I can't say 812, and then I can't say 815 because that's way too close. Right. So we're going to say 820. <laughs> we're going to go 820. Let's round up, man. Why not? Like, like, like I said, like I said, it's just a number. It's just a number. Just I don't see what's the number, man. What's, what, what's the point? I think, look, at if, if the first time around, people are like, shit, man, that's, that seems ambitious. Now people are going to be like, wow, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt now. Yeah. You know, you got to give benefit of the doubt now. So are, what, do you think you got to like change a whole lot in terms of to get to 820 or is it just steady as it goes? Like, what, it's, just, what, it's just as steady as it goes. 
Yeah. Like, do you do a lot of equip training? Because you that's what, another thing that a lot of people are asking is, because you, you, you're in equipment sometimes. Yeah, so um, with it, when it comes to equipment, um, so I lift equipped for the school and uh, I wanted to go to World Games. So that's the, those only those only reasons that I'm I'm doing equipped right now is for when we go to Collegiate Nationals and then um, for when I want to qualify for the uh, for uh, World Games and go to World Games because that's one in a lifetime type thing. Um, but I don't train. I've gotten to the point where you know I I trained for like seven six or seven years just equipment no raw. So all my my um raw my equip training is like basically just to work make sure I still know how to use it. Cause I'm already fine with it. Like I know how to use it. I know the technique and everything like this. I only get in equipment probably like once and twice, once or twice for prep for a meet. Other than that, I train raw. Damn, really? Even yeah. for the quick competition, you're almost all raw. Yeah. So, so yeah, for my when I'm so let's say I was I would have been lifting at this meet. You saw I got in the uh, squats too, like what like a month ago, two months ago. Right. That was just with straps down, just to make sure I can make sure I was still in my suit, make sure I was still in the right suit, and then. Um, I got I get in the bench shirt twice, but then I get in the squat suit with straps down, and I get in the uh, squat suit straps up, and I hit my opener, and that's it. That's all I do. Dude, I don't, that seems yeah, crazy. that's all. Yeah, that's all and, I do. And then I get in a bench shirt just to make sure that I know how to bench in a bench shirt. Then I don't use a deadlift suit at all because it doesn't work for me. So <laughs> it, it um because the bench shirt's really tricky. But I guess if you've been doing mm -hmm. it for years, like previously, you would do a lot more training in those, right? Oh yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. And yeah, when you're in equipment, you want to train like majority in equipment, of okay. course, to make sure you're hitting depth and you're getting the right way to make sure you can do that weight with the gear on. But I mean, like, I don't, I don't necessarily base my like equip numbers off of training. So it's like whatever is there that day, honestly. So, cause I know if I build my raw strength, equip strength is going to go up because if you put a suit on, of course it's going to make you stronger. So I don't see the point in just training in in gear 24 seven. Yeah. I'm not knocking it, Natalie Hansen. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that I just don't see the point in it. Yeah, yeah. Is it because some people are like, I don't know if like loading up a lot of weight because you can have more weight on your back when you have equipment. Mm -hmm. So some people are like, well, you get used to having more weight on your back. But on the flip side. Yeah, but, but, but you're wasting so much energy in training though. Right. Yeah. Right. You're killing There's yourself in training. You are spending money out the back, right? So it yeah. is different. It's got to come from somewhere. So it mm -hmm. kind of... You got to almost make it seasonal. I mean, obviously, if you only have to do equipment a couple times leading up to, you can make it work and make it like a season. When is the World Games? Did that get moved around or? Yeah, it got moved to 2022 or 2021. Okay. One of those. I think I think it's either at the end of next year or the beginning of 2022. Okay. So we're thinking yeah. more than likely um, – IPF Worlds, I believe it's going to be, like, we don't know for sure. You never know for sure in 2021. Yeah, we yeah. see how things roll out. But probably Nats, we say, will be around spring, summer. And then yeah. and then the fall will be IPF Worlds. Um, mm -hmm. So all things considered, you look like you would be a damn good lock. Is there any other 74 kilo juniors I'm not thinking about? anywhere close to 800 kilo because um, most of them are aged out now like michael ricky they're both not juniors anymore yeah right? and then nico moved up and i think nico was was right behind us but he moved up to 83s is he 83 now yeah he's 83 now yeah he's oh. he's heavy boy now he's a thick boy now he's he's big okay. yeah All right. uh but um 
Kevin Tran, but he said he retired, but he's still lifting right now. So I don't mean I don't know if he's gonna make a comeback or not. I don't trust that man. I yeah. see him shifting some weights. I don't know. Keep it. That's what I'm saying. So, so I don't, I don't know about Kevin. I love him. We we still, we talk a lot, but I don't know what he's doing. But the next person, the only other person behind me that's the closest is Gage. Is he junior <laughs> still in 2021? Yes, he's a junior still. Yeah, he's 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 just a year older than me. Okay, so that would make because you're 21. Gage now? is so Gage is the closest. Yeah, okay. I'm 21 now. I don't turn 22 till April. Oh, uh, right. So he's got to be getting. So this would so, be close to his last kick at it himself. And Gage, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell. When's the last time Gage have, had competed? Because he's shifting big weights in the gym. You got to put it on the platform, obviously. But do we know? Yeah, he his, he he competed. He competed a month after collegians. Did he? Okay. I'm not not collegians. I'm in raw nationals in 2019. He competed a month after that. And I don't even know what he totaled, honestly. If you want to look that up, I I, I don't I, I have no clue what he totaled at that meet. I don't think I think it was maybe like 15 keys of what he did at um at uh at Royal Nationals, maybe 15 keys, but I I can't I'm not, I don't want to lie to you. I it's don't want to lie about his total. It's a little off for me. Like 800 is such a fucking big number to ask somebody who's a junior to catch up. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, man. After what happened last year, I ain't laughing at nobody's ambitions. <laughs> not gonna be that guy if someone says they could do it so let's say though if you you so okay so maybe you have gauge that's close but uh you know relatively speaking but you would definitely be a favorite to to at least get on the team for a, the junior team if not the open oh, yeah. possibly overtake taylor so you're barring a surprise your inclusion on an american team for the world championships looks really good because mm-hmm. because you, you got open or junior and you could damn well take open you're within 12 kilo there and if not open junior pff, it's gonna be super oh, tough yeah. for juniors to beat you going into what are some of your goals for 2021 when you look at the possibilities number wise achievement wise um so number wise i probably uh i probably just want to um focus more on my bench again than what I have been. And so I try to just maintain that squad because I don't think for a while, Taylor's the closest to squad in 300, but I don't think for a while no one will squat 300 for at least another year or two. So I think I'll be fine with, with the 300 squat. Um, I want to get my bench over over that 400 pound range. So that's, that's what I really want. I want like four, whatever, 402, 407, I think. Whatever you are it is. right there, man. You are so yeah. close. 400 too. You're like four pounds away. I think yeah. 180 is 396. I mean, only load on the bar what you need for 800 for sure. Mm-hmm. But that is the little milestone next for you. Yeah. So I want, I want, the, I want the, that's my, I want my bench to increase a lot. So I want to add 10 keys to bench and then I'm, I probably have five keys on deadlift right now. So I probably just want to add 10 keys together, but add just like five more keys. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I have five more keys in the tank from that deadlift especially if that squat would have moved a lot more smoother. So I just want to be able to squat 300 keys consistently at like RPE eight. That would be great. And then, you know, pull like 330 and then bench 290. So. And, and that's where those 20 extra keys are going to come in. Yeah. And what, what are some of the goals you want? Let's say nationals happens and worlds happens. What are you thinking? Cause here's, here's a worst case scenario. If you show up at the world championships as a junior, um, well, I mean, that's not worst case scenario, but it's not as good a scenario as you'll go into the mm-hmm. open. But let's say you go to Worlds as a junior and you lift earlier that week. You still have the possibility 
if you tell yourself, all right, let's say Taylor wins the Open. The IPF Worlds, even if you're not in the Open, is an opportunity to be like, look, it, if it's me and Taylor or the two top 74s, we're just not on the same day. I can still try mm -hmm. to post up. I can still try to yep. put, make my mark and be like, all right, let me throw down this flag and see if you could top that. Yeah. It was, it's, is, are these some statements you think about sometimes you're like, look at. Yeah. The, the goal is it would, it would be great to, you know, go to nationals and then uh, place first and beat Taylor. Of course, that's, that's always the goal be number one. So uh, it would be great to beat him. And then even if I don't, let's say I don't beat him and I get second and I can go as a junior, if I could, find the alternate spot for the open and we'd be able to compete against each other in the open at worlds that would be great that's like my dream meet. Damn. Be like amazing ipf platform against taylor getting the alternate spot let's say like the 83 doesn't take it or whatever or the 93 doesn't take it or the 59 doesn't take it or something like that and then there's an open spot i'm like well give me the open spot so i can compete against taylor i mean we'll still get we'll still get more points we'll take first and second for the u.s so we'll still win team wise so mm -hmm. That yeah, would be, would honestly, that. that I didn't even think about that, but you're 100% right. There's almost always alternate spots. Every mm -hmm. year, like this is not uncommon at all. That's actually a very plausible. And you would you would bypass a world title in the juniors for, for an opportunity to face Taylor? Oh, 100%. 100%. I would drop that junior spot in a minute just to compete against Taylor in the open. Yes. Is that right? Is it just because you're, is, that's the inner belief that you can be number one. You can be the king. Mm -hmm. I want. I don't want it to be like, oh well, he didn't lift at the same time as him, and so he was so far ahead of the other juniors, he got a chance. So that's why he told him more than Taylor, and there was a competition between Taylor and someone else from another country. If I'm there at the same meet, lifting at the same time on the same platform with him, and I beat him, there's nothing else anyone can say. Right. How much does it mean? I mean, I'm, I asked this last time, but this we're little, we're a year ahead. A year has passed. And um, Taylor hit 812. He's the first to cross 800 kilo, not by a heck of a lot in terms of, you know, a couple of weeks, but he crossed it first, hit 812. Um, how much would it mean to you to actually take up the number one spot, competing with Taylor in competition and doing it, and the torch gets passed head to head, just like other sports, right? If it's boxing, MMA, et cetera. You know, mm -hmm. the champ loses to the next champ. It's the man who beats the man who beats the man. And there's a lineage as opposed to if Taylor's, you know, like, look at man, I, uh, you know, moving on in life and my whatever career is going on. You got 812, beat 812. Is that a huge difference in terms of what you picture the movie and how this is rolling out? Yes, 100%. Like, I don't want him. I don't want him to retire at all. Like, I want to compete against him. I want to have that chance to me be at my best, him be at his best. We're both healthy and compete against each other, and we see who wins. And if this next time we do it and he wins, then he can retire. He can do it. He can do what he has to do. He can say he beat me and then let me come up and be the next champ and do whatever we do. But I'd rather him stay and then let me let's see who wins honestly that would be great that would be my life like i don't like i said it's not a hate thing it just would be great to be my idol like you know how people how many people can say that they beat the person they look up to the most not a lot of people like i remember like i used to be in high school or like freshman in college like watching taylor and be like oh my gosh i want to be just <laughs> like this guy and now it's like oh my gosh i have to beat this guy <laughs> like i have to beat him like there is no oh well you still have a couple more people you have to beat to get to the final boss. No, I'm at the final boss now. Isn't that crazy <laughs> to say this is the final boss now? Yeah, this is the final boss now. 
it reminds me of um there was a guy who like in the 70s george foreman was extremely like he was like the mike tyson mm -hmm. of the 70s, very intimidating and then um so this guy was a kid and he was watching george foreman boxing kind of like what you were saying about watching your idol he's watching george foreman he started boxing in the 80s. He was like a generation. He's like about a 10 year spread from George, just like you and Taylor. Mm -hmm. And then, so he, when he was fighting in the 80s, he was like, when he was super scared, he'd be like, oh, I could be worse, man. It could be George Foreman in the other locker room waiting to go out and see me in the ring. And then George Foreman made a comeback in the 90s. And then this guy on George Foreman's comeback ended up signing the contract to fight George Foreman. And in the locker room, before he walked out, when he's feeling nervous, he's like, well, it doesn't get any worse than this. <laughs> Here we are. Well, this yeah. is it. This is what we talked yeah. about. Yeah, this, this is, is it. All is. those years. Yep. <laughs> this is it. It's kind of like you were saying, where you're like, you know, before it becomes a reality, when you're further down on the rung, you kind of like, like, even if you're competing against him, it's different when the pressure's not on. You're not number two yeah. yet. So it feels different. I'm, we're all kind of competing. Look, number 15 is competing against Taylor technically. But yeah. in reality, most people are like, all right, you're going to lift the same day. You're all raw nats, but you're not, number 15 is not really going against Taylor. But when you're number two and you're both in the 800 kilo class, you know, you both cross that mark. It's, it's not, it's, it's going to be different. Everybody's going to be looking at different. Taylor's going to be looking at you different. You know, all of us, all of his handlers are looking at you different. So it yeah, is kind of like, it's, oh, it's shit. not going to be the same thing like last year, whereas, uh, uh his dad comes over and talk and it's like oh well you know you do your best you know yeah. no it's, 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be there's austin there's austin let's let's let's, let's handle business that's that's what that's it's gonna right. be from now on it's, it's strictly business now it's not like oh he's gonna go out here and just you know beat everybody by 40 or 50 key now I, it's like oh well i actually have to try now <laughs> to win i remember yeah i've seen some sports documentaries where the guy was like I remember talking to the people, like some of the people on the other team and it's same thing where he's like, they're too fucking friendly to me. And I can tell that's because they're not intimidated. They're too friendly. You're almost too kind. You're too yeah. friendly because I, I don't like it. You're you it, like, I want it when I come in the room and there's a little bit of ah, shit. Okay. All right. I got the measure of this man now, right? Yeah. It's a little different. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's, I, I think I, I agree 100% in terms of 2021, like, even though Taylor's not old, like, look, we've seen dudes. No, yeah, yeah, he's not old at all, yeah. Like, dudes lift right into the late 30s, but Taylor's situation, he's hinting. Last time he's on the podcast a year ago, he's hinting at, I don't know how much longer I got to do this. You know, I got a career, mm. I got, I've, he's faced injuries this year uh, beforehand. I mean, he, he competed twice this year, and he was injured the first time, and he was in the 700s. So he was lower, actually, his total. Now, he wasn't pressed, he wasn't pushed, whatever, but you know, injuries come. The longer you lift, the heavier you lift, things like this happen. Later on in the year, all cylinders firing, he's 8-12. 8-1, So it's it's kind of, when you walk into that, it, it shows like, you don't know, he's still human. You know, if he doesn't show up at 100%, and now he knows previously, if he didn't show up at 100%, his less than 100% probably still going to take it. Mm -hmm. This is different this year. It's probably going to be the last year. And it's probably never been this close. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you're still going to be 20 fucking one, man. You are so far away from, from hitting your peak. Like, where do you see yourself five years down the road? Uh, five years from now, I see myself being a five-time open world champion at 74. <laughs> oh, wow. 
So basically, you're going to rewrite the record books. Oh, yeah. Definitely, 100%. The only record I, pro- I might not rewrite, but it'll take a while when I do rewrite it, is Bench. That's the only record. But other than that, though, Deadlift and Total and Squad, yeah, that's, that's going to be changed. It's going to say Austin Perkins. Like on the IPF website, it's going to say Austin Perkins, Austin Perkins, Austin Perkins, Austin Perkins. <laughs> so that torch is going to pass, whether it's Taylor does it on the platform or just in the record books. Either way, there's going to yeah. be a new, there's a new young king. Yeah, I, I plan. I plan to stay seventy four. is probably for a while. Like I say, six or seven years. I feel like I'll, I'll probably be seventy four. Cause like I don't have a problem like, like cutting weight right now. Like I'm, I'm still eating healthy. And when I eat healthy, I'm losing weight. Like I'm not even if I eat the right way and I eat three times a day with like all the nutrients I need. I'm gonna be like seventy three. I'm not gonna be seventy four. Like my body just won't let me gain it. So I guess whenever I start, you know, getting that getting that grown man weight on then I'll probably start having to cut and stuff like that. But for right now, I don't see myself cutting like seriously, like maybe like like killing myself top water cut maybe for another three or four years, honestly. Do you think that's to your benefit? Because we saw, obviously, it was the cut, we believe, that impacted Michael a couple times mm-hmm. and how he reacted. Ricky just recently attempted a cut. Variables, I think it was, he's a portable sauna and he's used to it going up to a certain degrees and it didn't. And these are like Mm -hmm. factors, man. I've cut weight in different, like uh, at IPF worlds. And like, when you're in a different world and you're just like, I, I need to find myself a sauna, but people don't even speak the same language as you. And if your hotel doesn't have a sauna, all of a sudden you're like, Holy shit, little tasks like finding, you know, water that's distilled. And I'm like, is this distilled water? I can't even read the freaking label. True story. (laughs) Dog, I, I was, I was in a store. And I was like, I had a, I had a, like a, it, I had a bottle of something, anyways. And I, and I saw the word distilled in water, and it looked like the words distilled in water. This is in Sweden. And I, and I was in the checkout line, and I was like, uh, some guys behind me, and I heard him talking Swedish. And I'm like, hey man, um, and I thank God I did this. I'm like, is this distilled water I got in my hands? And he's like, let me see that. And he reads, and he's like, oh, he's like, he goes, this is pool cleaner. <laughs> I almost committed suicide, man. Oh my! I would have died like a rock star in my hotel room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have been Amy Winehouse found in my hotel room. Oh my but, god! Yeah, this is this is like the variables when it comes down to uh, you know, if you got to cut weight, especially like it's different if it's a local meet. But once you start going on a national level, so you're traveling mm-hmm. over the U.S. and then you start going international, it's a whole another ball game, man. And that's where, like, uh, like when you see yourself moving ahead, who do you think are going to be your chief rivals? Like, is Ricky and Michael going to still be 74s, you think, three, four, five years down the road? Oh, no, definitely not. I, I think Michael's probably going to go up within a year or two. And uh, I 100% hope Pug goes up because <laughs> he's tall. And, yeah, he has to cut too much weight. Like, it's Dude, just he's a hard monster. Time. Yeah, so I, I need him. I need him to move up, not because I don't want to compete against him. I need him to be healthy. <laughs> like he needs to just move up. Like that's yeah, that's that. Like Nico saw that. Okay, he's a taller type seventy four. Like it's time to move up. <laughs> it looks like, like the band's breaking up a little bit though. Yeah, like, if, if yeah. Twenty twenty one. It's almost like twenty twenty one. I hope like new people emerge. But you guys had such a rich like variety. Because mm-hmm. of the villain, the strong, silent Michael, the king who's at wood, who's been like reigning for so long. And then you had yourself who like, you hit the platform with such pizzazz, man. The way you like unclass your belt back up from the deads and, you know, bring that heat. 
So it's like there was a good, and then underneath too, guys like Gage, I mean, he's a colorful character himself. You know, like his posts, like he's he's not dull. All right, he's not dull. He's, he's, he's not like, dull at all. Right? Right. He's, 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 a, all. He, he's a color. The 74s are like, they have personality. You know what I mean? Like there are some weight classes that are phenomenal lifters, but they don't have that personality where like, yeah. there's so many like dudes who are like just so unique. So when they clash for the same title, it's like, holy shit, this is going to be interesting. And there's like different storylines between them as opposed to like the 74s have that. So next year, is next year one of the last years that you think like, man, I, I want to win it next year while the band is still together. Because once this yeah. band breaks up, it could be a bit of a drought in terms of, you know, personalities and competition, et cetera. Yeah, I, I think the next either year, this this coming year or the year after that, probably be like the last time where all of us is together. Because I mean, we don't know how much longer Taylor's gonna be in it. If he wants to move up, or he just wants to stop and chill, he just wants to retire the numbers, or like Michael and Pug just want to move up because their their weight cut is just too much, and it's not you're not getting any strength out of it. But I think the next two years, like either next year or the year after is going to be the last year we all compete against each other. Next it's going to be sad, but I mean, yeah. I know, baby. Like, the thing is, if, if anything else I take from it, two years ago, we didn't know who you fellas were. Like, not mm -hmm. on this level. Two years ago is Atwood, and, you know, it wasn't like, um, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of 74s, definitely not in the U.S., obviously on the world scene, because Taylor had his rivalry where he lost, came back, um, and won it and took it. But, it wasn't, you know, we didn't have this. And then two years later, my God, man, it seemed like we have an influx of guys. Like the top yeah. 10 was Murderer's Row in 74. Yeah, funny story about that. Um, like last, yeah, around New Year's last year, uh, I went up and I um, I went up to Indiana and I hung out with uh, Chloe and her family like I always do. And we went to uh, Garrett Fierce gym. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, not gonna lie, I didn't even know who you were a year ago. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, he was like, yeah, I had no clue. Like, he was like, didn't you like start powerlifting last year? And now you're like, like people are talking about you now. And I was like, actually, I've been lifting for like eight years now. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but you were you were young though too, right? Like you're yeah. just coming into your own. Like now that and you're at your age to be competing in the open and in one of the most established weight classes in the world too. At your age, is pretty nuts. It's pretty unheard of. It was like your progress has been phenomenal. What other weight classes do you watch? Do you watch other uh, weight like what which other ones are you a fan of? I mean, I watch 105s. I love the 105s. Uh when Charles was a 66, uh, I watch the 66s. Um that's really in the 83s, but I mean the 83s is usually just, you know, Russ and Sean. So I mean right. well and um and Jamar. But yeah. like hey, Jamar. other than that. Hey. Though, Dog, he had a fucking 340 squat. That's my what boy. That's my hell, boy. Man. That's my that boy. That is insane, man. Do you know what his body weight is at? Is he? I have no clue. He looked thick, though. I tell you that. He looked big. He, he looked thick, yeah. But he's always he's always pretty thick. Like he's 5'6, 190 something. So he's thick, like no matter what. Like he if he's if he's early 190s, he can hit 83 pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But man, dude, a 750 pound, 340 kilo squat. What the hell are we talking about? It's that almost, it's almost, it's insane. It's insane that at this point, I think officially we haven't seen an 83 kilo lifter squat 700 on the platform yet. Oh, really? It, I didn't know that. I thought, I thought Russ had done it already. He hasn't, he no. hasn't hit 700 on the platform yet? 
No, because his last competition was unofficial. It's a mock meet. Yeah. It looked official. And then, yeah, and then at Raw Nationals, he, uh, he only Miss, got an opener. Right. So we, And then since then, Jamar, Jamar went, and we thought maybe, but he didn't hit it. And he's full well capable. That's why, like, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if he cuts a lot. Do you know if he cuts a lot? Because he's hit yeah, so I have, I have no clue. I don't, I don't know if he cuts a lot or not. Like, I didn't, like, at Raw Nationals, it didn't seem like he cut a lot. Like, he was just chilling when I saw him, like, last really? time in person. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He might have the, uh, a crazy poker face, so he's a chilling dude. Some yeah. dudes are like that. Some dudes are mad chill even when the house is burned down around. <laughs> yeah, he's a real chill guy. I love, I love Jamar. He's real cool. Dude, he's he's full well capable. Somebody's got to squat 700 before you do. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah they, they, they better hurry up and do it because I'm on the way. <laughs> Dude, 300 kilo is insane for you to have hit. Uh, and, and for yourself, who do you think is the most competitive weight class in power? Besides us, I, I guess I would say the 105s. I would have to say the 105s. Do the 105s, are the 105s more competitive than yourselves? Domestically and internationally? Inter, uh, domestically, yes, for sure. Internationally, uh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> more, more internationally than... Uh, really? Yeah. 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 Well, I Because like, I mean, 74s, I mean, like... There's like t- three top ones, like in internationally. So there's Taylor. There's I don't know how to say his name. I don't want to say it wrong. You know who I'm. You know who I'm talking. Yeah, I about. know. Hang on a sec. I'll pull it up. I I I, I butchered it too, man. And I asked him when he's from on Norway. Yes, I know. Norway. Yes, yeah. Yes. And he's the, he he's the one who went toe to toe with Taylor. Yeah. Um, and actually beat Taylor initially. I don't want to butcher his name though, and he listens to the podcast too. So let me fucking look this up. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. The thing is, so, and he also beat um, Olick, who who was seventy four mm-hmm. kilo equipped champion for like for like 19 twelve. Years. Yeah, bro, it's so like, many years. Dog, almost almost two decades. Insane. He yeah. beat he beat Taylor, who is the unequipped goat, and um, he also beat the equipped goat. Obviously, equipped being around a lot longer. But um, Backland, and I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. But it's around there. I'm English, I'm yeah. anglicizing it, but Backlund beat both of them. He's the only man to have beat the both. And um, but I think he's pretty banged up, and I don't know if he's coming back to classic, unfortunately. But he would be uh, a guy I know him a man. Because it would be yeah. phenomenal if you could do battle with him as well. Um, yeah. because just in terms of like names on the resume, like when people say who have you competed against? I mean, Taylor's mm-hmm. obviously phenomenal, but so is he as well. Like, cause he's also he's up there, man. Not many people are champ in and out of equipment. And is that something that you aspire to do as well? Or are you thinking, nah, man, I'm far more into raw? Um, I mean, I would like to. I would like to be um, Oleg, of course. Uh, the goal is to like to squat more than him and everything like that. I plan to the meet that since I I was supposed to do this meet this weekend. I wanted to total like nine hundred. That would have been like Holy amazing. Smokes, man, yeah. So uh, like I like that strap straps down equip squat for a three seventeen and a half double. Like after I did that, I was like, oh, I'm I'm definitely squatting, uh, seven fifty max. Like like men minimum. I mean seven fifty minimum. Like I knew that was coming. And then if I figured out how to use a deadlift suit, I probably could put a lot. I pulled I'll pull three seventeen plus, and then a bench shirt. I was benching, um. I could. I was probably gonna go for like around um, two twenty five. I think two twenty on bench in a shirt. So I mean, I was I was pretty close. I was pretty close to it. 
is is so, it as is it as motivating like you know it, it's because in it certainly in the U.S. anyways, equipment isn't nearly as popular. You know, when you post like equipped lifts, like King Lifts very rarely repost equipped. We'll do it here and there. I tell you what, you hit a 900 kilo total, I'm, I'm reposting it. But it's okay. not as like, it's not as popular, right? Um, just so is it, is it almost bittersweet or do you kind of like the fact that, okay, it's kind of more my own. I do this kind of lifting, I have my own goals and there isn't as much pressure and I don't mind. It's like that, you know, that band that you're into and no one else likes them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of makes them better to you for some reason. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a getaway for me. So it's right. like, like, I just, I like to do it. And it's like, I started with it. It's my thing. Um, like, like I hate when people was like, oh, you need to put that equip stuff down and like stick to raw anyway. Like equips dying anyway. I'm like, well, I don't care if it is dying. I mean, I love it. Like I want to do it. That's where I came from. Never forget where you came from. Uh, I've always wanted to go. I remember watching Charles at the World Games. Like, I wanted to do that. Like, Charles is my equipped, like, look up to. Like, I was like, dang, I want to be like Charles. Like, that's it. And stuff like that. So, I mean, like, I want, I want probably, like, I want to make the World Games. That'll probably be, like, my retirement whenever I go. Like, I want to win it. I want to win the World Games. Like, I want to do that. Like, I want to have all the experiences of equipment before do I just you, put it down. Do you, do you feel like... If you take off and you pick up the monarchy of like King of the 74s, are you going to continue? Let's say you're on your run, you're winning like five years in a row, et cetera. Would you still keep lifting equipped and, and, and keep it going? And, you know, like I can only imagine if Taylor still lifted equipped as being Taylor Atwood with everything he's accomplished, it might take a crossover star, if you will, to kind of help bring a little bit of shine back to equipped. Mm -hmm. Or do you think... Because what if you're champion one, but you're not champion the other? Would that hurt a little bit to be like, fuck me, man. I'm the man. I don't like coming in fifth or fourth or whatever. I don't know who's out there and equipped. I'm just throwing us out there. Maybe yeah. you'd be the man in and out of equipment. I don't know. Um, because I'll be full, all cards on the table. I don't know the equipment ranking, so I'm not in a situation <laughs> to tell you. But if it was like that, like, would you keep going into equip and try to bring love and shine to it and keep it going? Or would you, yeah, that's the goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I it would be great like to bring like equipment back and I'll be the reason to bring it like back to like, like I know Blaine does it, you know, uh, Joey Capilano does it and stuff like that, like bigger guys. But like, if I could just be like, cause a lot of younger lifters are like going straight to raw. Like they're not trying equipment at right. all. So if I could bring like, bring like a couple of lifters, it's like, oh, well, Austin Perkins is like the best 74 and like one of the best powerlifters in the world. And he does equipment also. So, I mean, I might as well just give it a try, you know, like, that's all I want people to try because I mean I love it. Like it's it's great. It's very taxing, but I mean it's still great though. It's fun. You get a lot of you get a lot more adrenaline. Like it really feels like you put in work with it. Like it's it's great. It's a great thing. I think I think more people should try it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Well, the variables are make things dicey. Like when you're bench pressing, you're going under a hell of a lot of weight. Like you can't mm -hmm. you can't miss groove, man. You can't miss. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of variables on it. So it kind yeah, of in a squat suit, in a squat suit, you can't miss. Like if you yeah. If you if that knee goes in one way, you're done. You're done for. <laughs> yeah, you got to be on point. Does equipment mm -hmm. actually teach you? Is it different in terms of the grooves? You know, like when you're group for bench, for it looks like it. Look, look, I've never tried a bench shirt on before. Is it like a whole different ball game in terms of bar pass, et cetera? Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's totally different when it comes to a bench shirt. Um, so like my grip is different. Uh, my position where I touch is different. I have to set up differently. I have to have my legs spaced out differently. It's just, it's totally different, but it's just all the, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Like there's not a specific way to lift in a shirt. 
it's however if it, it works best for you so you can get the maximum amount out of it and same thing for a squad suit like my squad suit is looser than others like uh one of my coaches mike Zelensky, was telling me he was like your squat suit's loose and i'm like yeah no it's just just that's just how i am but i still get a lot out of it like mm. but most some people like most people that lift equip like it's like skin tight like you can't pull like it's like you're wearing a skin tight spandex suit like that's how most people do it. And I just like, you just have to figure out what's best for you. I tried one on once and I swear to God, I thought it was like lacerating my thighs. I yeah. was like, this is, I was like, dude, yeah, it's this bad. is way too tight. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, trust me. It is. They're like, no, you trust me. It's not. They're yeah, like, you, exactly. you don't have thick legs. And I rock the suit and I got bigger legs than you. I'm like, how the fuck? This thing is hugging so tight. Like it is mm-hmm. really uncomfortable. Like it's, yeah, it's really uncomfortable. What do you think is the biggest drawback for people trying to quit? Is it like how uncomfortable it is? Is there a disconnect between what they're used to seeing in the gym doesn't carry over on the platform? It looks different. So they're like, I think you- the the biggest part, like people don't lift you up is probably because it's so expensive. I think that's what it is, honestly. Yeah, that too. I think that's the majority because it's like, it costs a lot of money. Like, because you have to buy knee wraps, squat suit. Um, let's just throw in the wrist wraps. You got to throw in shoes. You got to throw in. Um, we'll say dead suits. You know, you don't wear one. Yeah, yeah. You have to wear a suit. You have to wear a bench shirt. Like you have to buy all those things. Are we talking like a G? Is it like a G? If you got squat, like yeah. Oh yeah. If you want oh, everything, it'd probably it probably be like because two hundred, three hundred. So that's what five hundred right there. That's not counting the squat. So you can add another two fifty. So yeah, almost a G. Close, very close to a G. If you want, if you if you include wrist wraps and shoes, over a G. Dog, yeah. that was my that was my first car. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like that's a lot of high man. school kids first car like do i want to drive a car this summer do i want to lift equip that's yeah. the problem right if it's, it's it's yeah it's, it's expensive and then i think it's probably like the pain too so i mean like some people are like oh well i don't like being wrapped with these uh, knee wraps because it hurts so bad and stuff like that but if it's like if it's where you start at if it's the first thing you go to mm-hmm. then you won't you won't be complaining about it you think that's part of it is the fact that in college they have like equipped lifting and a lot of people are mm-hmm. starting in high school and college already in equipment. So you're just used to it. But if you start raw, like if you're going to tr- talk Russell or he into a squat suit, he's like, why? Man? Yeah. 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 There's, yeah. There's, there's no point if you start off raw. So I think in the U S when it comes to it, at least um, majority of the schools in high schools that have powerlifting, they're equipped. And so and why is that? I noticed that, but why, why do you think that is that? Do you think they just, do you think they don't change in the future? I think it's like safety issues. I think probably it's like, oh, well, like you want it. Cause it's not really like a, a sanctioned sport in some States, like in Mississippi, it is like you get paid to be a policy coach or whatever. So um, it's like, oh, well, the school wants them to be safe to so say wear equipment, but I think it could change. Like I know. And um, I think more States should follow um, Wisconsin. Cause Wisconsin has their high school powerlifting is USAPL federation so it's not just like the state high school hosting it's usapl uh, hosting it yeah 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 so they have raw and equipped so when you go to the state championships for high school they have a raw and equipped so i think more states should do that if they're going to do like powerlifting in general mm-hmm. is there a lot of people on these like high school and college powerlifting teams like how many people at these collegiate nationals oh collegiate nationals is bigger or about the same size as raw nationals here so Holy over a thousand lifters. not not this year because of covid of course but yeah last year i think it was last year i think it was 1200 lifters oh, raw wow. and equipped so it's yeah wow well maybe then maybe equipped isn't dying after all yeah it's, it's a lot it's a lot of people there so all like all of the texas schools 
college schools do equip. Like, so University of Texas, University of Texas A&M, and some other Texas schools, uh, Louisiana Tech University, Louisiana Lafayette, Midland University, LSU, Louisiana State University, like all these schools do equipped. Like the U.S. Navy does equipped uh, lifting too. Like, like so I how people say it's dying. I don't know why people say it's, it's dying. I don't think it's dying at all. You know, it, it's like in Canada, so we have nationals and um, equipped and raw nationals are clumped in together. And the equipped nationals is like far smaller. Like it, but it might be because we're asked to pick and choose also. If it's the same competition, you couldn't do both in the calendar year. Mm -hmm. Like it's the same weekend. So it's like, you know, you're going to lift raw and then equip like a day later or something, or, you know, you got to pick, but I think maybe it's because they're scheduled it out, but I had no idea when the youth, it's basically the youth that are going to project what's going to happen in the future. If yeah. your high school and collegiate, if your collegiate nationals is over a thousand people, it's not that weak. I thought I didn't think the competition was that deep, but that's a fairly deep talent pool, especially in yeah. the age group. As long as they yeah, last last year um, I completed a collegiate nationals. I completed equipped reports because what I do for the school and um, like there were like a, a good amount of people in my weight class. Like it wasn't like just twelve lifters. It was like probably like close to thirty equipped seventy yeah. fours at the national level too. Yeah, at the national level. So, I mean, like, and I was nervous last year. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a lot of people. Like, these guys are good, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's not like just, oh, I'm ahead of everybody. It's like, no, it's close. And so, like, it's, it's I don't think it's dying. I think it's great. And I think it's like, like you said, the youth is going to determine if it if it dies or not, honestly. Do you, it, it's Kajel, it's Kajel Backland. Do you, from, from Norway, who won um, yeah, that Worlds beat, and Classic yeah. Worlds and, and beat both uh, Oleg and Taylor, do you want, is that one of your goals at some point to win worlds in equipped? How close are you to these numbers? Uh, I'm, well, I'm not, the last meet I did equipped, I totaled 802 and a half. Okay. So, well, you got so, room. You get, so two, honestly, you get two and a half kilo out of your equipment. <laughs> That's a thousand dollars, dude. I just, I just what are you? The whole purpose. <laughs> Can you, imagine, try can you imagine you do all that and you got two and a half kilo out of it i'd be like austin we should talk man this is a waste of your time this is a waste of your, waste of your money <laughs> but but uh yeah so um so from a year ago i just i haven't told a lot but i mean i like i said 900 i think is nine nine oh two nine nine ten something like that is what oleg like his world record total was or something mm. like that. So I mean, I probably have like 900. I feel like I have 900 keys in me, honestly. So I think I'm right there. Like it just depends on like how much I train in the equipment. If I probably take it more seriously than what I take it, and get like a coach that like helps me break down everything with it instead of just going back to my roots, just going out there and just lifting with it on and right. just basically dwelling on my raw strength and stuff like that. But I mean, I think it's definitely possible to win to win open worlds. But it's not it's not just a major goal for me. Because like it's, it's not it's not a top priority as I would say, it is. Uh, he is the only one to have done it, Kajel Beckham. Mm-hmm. Because before him, uh, just doing the math here, obviously it was only Oleg from Poland who now is in his mid to late forties, finally <laughs> lost, and he never won the classic. So if it was only him for the last twenty years, essentially, and Kajel just won it, and he also won classic. Yeah, it's only been done once before. If mm-hmm. you could do it, that'd be a pretty big feat. To win 
worlds in and out of equipment. And if you could do it in the same calendar year, you'd be the first. Because Kajel didn't do it in the same calendar year. Yeah. Now this is that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great to do it the same. And what if I just did it if I won open worlds raw and then equipped and then went to the world games and won that too? That would be great. Dog. <laughs> that, that's, dude, that's more than great and to do that you would have to defeat the likes of taylor atwood and possibly kajel in the equipped worlds those are two huge names if you could pull this off that would be a phenomenal well i mean is world games 2021 or is it 20 is it 2022 I, well, I don't know yet i don't know yet you know what even we'll if they even if it's scheduled right now you would know until we get to 2021 going yeah exactly so how's training? How's life for you right now that we are in this COVID times? Uh, well, well, at our school, um, we have to like, we have to wear masks, but everything is fine. It's just like the previous years I've been here. So training has been okay. But as of right now, though, uh, I'm taking, a, I'm taking a little bit of a break. My body's like beat up. I felt like I got hit by a car like the past <laughs> two or three days. Like today is the first day I feel great. Like I don't have that much soreness. So um, I'm taking I'm taking a break right now. Um, I'll probably start back probably early December or something like that. Um, I'll probably I might go in the gym a little bit, you know, do a little something just to you know stay technically sound. But like right now, until I figure out what my what I'm doing with my next meet, I'm just gonna do a little off season training until I figure out if I'm if they're gonna host the Arnold earlier in the year, if they're gonna have nationals in the summertime, or if they're gonna have collegiate nationals after they go equipped. For that and yeah April. like you this is, like, this is I don't know, so up yeah. in the air for you man like is that tough yeah. to be like are you just how how is it because you can't plan and you have such big plans and you're exactly. like i don't even know i don't even know what i should be getting excited for yeah it makes me feel like a one-hit wonder it's like oh well he did this and i was like oh well he feels like he can just like just chill now but like, i don't want to chill i want to do something like I want to go to another meet. Like, I want to have a meet set in stone so I can know I can start programming myself and fixing the numbers and crunch numbers and stuff like that so I can figure it out. And I just hate how, like, it's up in the blue right now because of this COVID stuff. Like, I don't know if my next meet is going to be Collegiate National or I wouldn't have to go equipped or they still have the Arnold in March. And so I have to get ready for that instead. And so they managed to go ahead and program and stuff so I can have, like, a nine-week or a 12-week cycle, whatever I need to do, like, I just hate it right now. COVID's literally destroying everything. Dude, you lived the for real COVID experience by catching COVID too. Yeah. These other, I lived the these, whole experience. You you for real 2020. <laughs> these, other, these other pussies, they're not really living 2020. They're, they're, not, they're not really. They're That's not, really not 2020. When did you, <laughs> what was your COVID positive test? You didn't test positive. <laughs> no <laughs> symptoms. No I, symptoms. I caught COVID. I broke records. I crossed the 800 kilo line. That's That's 2020 for you, man. I do this, man. I do this. What can I say? Listen, uh, we're, we're coming up at 90 minutes here, and I greatly appreciate your time, man, because a lot of people want you on this, especially after crossing the 800-kilo mark. But before we let you go, some people are asking, who do you think is going to be some of the people to watch out for in the 74s? Um, who do you suspect is most on your mind, let's say, that Raw Nationals does take place? What are we looking at here? Because last time we talked about it, and we talked about obviously Eric Lapointe. You know, he's he's mm -hmm. broken the record as well. Um, Nico moved up. So there's some, some shifting. Who are some names yeah. that you're that you keeping an eye on? Because you know everybody's keeping now keeping an eye on you. Um. Well, besides you know the the other three, besides Taylor, uh, Michael, and Pug, uh, I would say the way that Gage's training is going, I want to say Gage, but like 
like we always know with Gage, it's like we don't know what he's going to hit in the meet because his training and meet stuff is like totally different. So uh, I'll throw him in there. Uh, Eric Lapointe, of course, he has that crazy deadlift. Um, um, oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Josiah, him. He's another 74 that, that we need to watch. That I need to watch out for, but I don't think he's a junior. I think he's an open now. Um, and then there's one more guy. Um, his name is the Hawaiian Hurricane. I thought he was gonna total 800. I oh, was like, do people, I was like, do people not see him? Like, do people not see what he's doing? I've reposted but, it, but is his total like that? Yeah, his, uh, his name is oh Jacob Ramos. Jacob Ramos, yes. Yeah, I'm like he's he was benching more than me. Uh, he's like he benched 365 for five. Uh, he's squatting like 585 for two. Um, he's pulling like a good amount. Like so, I mean, like I've I've been keeping my eye on him a lot because he's like no one really pays attention to him. He's just over there. He just does his own thing in his little home gym. And it's like no, I'm watching you. Like you know, yeah, I'm, I'm just checking I'm him out. Let those, yeah, I'm not gonna let these numbers these numbers pass me. Like bro, like I see you. Like I see Kevin over there training, talking about he's retired. He's going to lie to me like that. Yeah. Yeah, you so, can't like, see you these can't, guys. People trying to slip under the radar isn't going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen with me. Like, people don't realize. I, tell, I see on Instagram all day. I'm going to look. Uh, I'm going right. to find it. They're not creeping up. Is there, is there also, um, is there anything that you wanted to address as well that you're on here hitting 800 and anything you want to bring up as well? Is there any topics that you want to hit do you think we pretty much covered it, or is there something unsaid? Uh, no, the, I think we pretty much covered it. I just want to say that uh, please stop doubting me, everyone. Uh, please have faith in me because I'm gonna. I'm only gonna progress. I'm not gonna. My total is not gonna go down at all. Like my next meet, if I, I'm always gonna progress somewhere. It's not. If it's gonna be two and a half keys, if I total eight oh two and a half, my next meet, I'm gonna go up no matter what. It's never gonna go down. So um, there's only gonna be progression. Um, I just want people to just, you know, stop doubting me and putting other people above me. The only person that you can put above me now is Taylor. That's all I have to say about that situation. A year from now, is there going to be anybody we could put above you? <laughs> Definitely not. A year from now, no. There will no, be a sir. new king a year from now? More than likely, there will be a, a, king, a new king. I'm going right. to say it. I'm going to speak it into existence. I'm going I'm, to, I'm not talking shit on it. I love Taylor, but I'm going to put do everything in my power to beat him. Now that I know I'm this close. Like I said before in the podcast, I'm pulling on that jacket. I'm right there. I'm right behind you. I and want you, you to keep pushing, and I'm going to keep pushing. And you are wearing the American team jacket right now, I noticed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I noticed when you yes. sat down, you had the national team jacket on. I'm like, this dude really does bring things into existence. Talk about belief. This guy is definitely all about that. Yes, It'll be... Sir. And here it is, kind of like we talked about earlier. It doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter. Like if when people celebrate losses, they're just, it's just because at some point they talk themselves out of reaching out of fear yeah. of loss. Fear of failure is big. If, if you not only just attempting without saying ahead of time, people won't even try just in case everyone sees them fail, let alone having the guts to say ahead of time, you know what? I think I could do this. This is my yeah. goal. I don't know if I can. This is my goal. I'm going to say it well in advance and let's see what happens. That takes courage. And whoever celebrates a loss when, when someone reaches and doesn't make it, like we've seen happen to Michael, those are people who, you know, at some point in their life, 
they either were too afraid to reach out, they're too afraid to speak out, whatever it is. And because of that, it's, it's on them projecting onto you guys. That's why it's like, whatever, man, let me say it. Yep. You're within 12 kilos. That's crazy for you to say? Yeah, 12 kilos is crazy? not a lot. No, man, that's a deadlift. Not at all. That's 24 pounds. Like, right. th- 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 throw, throw, those, throw those 12 on, on my deadlift right now. Just throw them on there. Throw for them. sure you're adding, look at it, this is competition. <laughs> you're, adding tw- you're adding 12 kilos. You know, or if, yeah. if just one person misses, you went nine from nine, he doesn't, that's it, man. That's, and that happens in sports, unless you both go nine for nine and then we're just loading up that last deadlift and oh my God, that'll be amazing to see a year from now. Yes. So dog, I hope it happens for sure. Oh, um, also, I, I noticed you mentioned, so you train, you coach yourself? Yes, I do coach myself. So yeah, if anyone needs programming, DM me. My DMs are open. I check my requested every day. So yeah, if you want, if you want programming, I'm not, I'm not charging an arm and a leg. So I'm not charging over a hundred dollars for programming or nowhere near a hundred dollars for programming. Dude, you so. might need to soon. Uh, I, thought, well, I mean, this is only going to help the profile. Do you, do you like coaching for yourself? Like, is it like in terms of, um, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll do it, but I mean, I'll do it, but I don't, I don't, I mean, necessarily do I like it? No, but I mean, I don't mind it. Like I know what I, what I need to do, what I need to hit. So it keeps me more humble. I'm guessing instead mm-hmm. of like going in blind, but like I would prefer someone to coach me, but my program that I found for myself worked tremendously. So I'm just probably going to keep running that till it stops working. So I stopped progressing on it. So you made this 800 kilo um, program and block that got you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made that. And if anybody else wants it, I'll just let me know, DM me and uh, we can, we can work on it together. It's, it's yeah. I, ha- I have the keys, man. Give it piece by piece because you don't want that PDF floating around the internet. Oh, 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 trust, oh, trust me, I know. Oh, trust, oh, trust me, trust me, I know. It'll be on Reddit. It'll be on Reddit in a hot minute. Here's the 800. Here's the 800. Everybody's talking about at 21 years old. People are gonna be like, wait, what? This, this is it. This is this is the Krabby Patty formula. Just, just to look at it would be interesting. Um, so when you're when you are coaching yourself, does it get tough though in terms of like? you know, staying objective, picking numbers and not getting too emotionally attached because you have goals. Like when you have 800 and you're telling yourself, if I triple three or 275, which was there obviously, and we know how the story ended, but it could be tough, right? Like, let's say it's you and Taylor, the pressure's on and you're a gamer. You're like, Mm -hmm. you, you have so much belief. Like that is not a problem. As a matter of fact, you might need somebody there at some point to be like, like, obviously you could, you're, you're a hell of a programmer. You got yourself to 800 at 21 and you're 74 kilo. Numbers don't lie, my friend. Okay. So you like, it's actually good. You did it. Cause you, if ever anybody's like, well, who'd you work with? Like, well, I, I took myself there, but um, so you're your own best, you know, athlete. You're, 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 you're <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a number one athlete. <laughs> you're your number one athlete, man. You always get all your attention too. So you don't have to worry about that. But if it is you going against Taylor, is there like a little worry where you're like, shit, um, you know, the pressure's on, it's the world championships. Let's say you made the alternate spot or you're in the first spot and he's in the alternate and you know he wants it back. However it is, you're going to go toe-to-toe at Worlds. Oh my God, it gets no better than this. Then would you be like, shit, what if my belief becomes one of those things where I'm loading the bar too heavy, too far out. I'm going to peak in the gym because I'm so goddamn ambitious. You can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me I can't. You know, if you worry about that, um that's the only so drop yeah I, I do i do sometimes uh like for this program i talked to my coach about it and he was like well it's like like you want to hit that your last week and i'm like yeah he was like well 
all right, like, let's just, you know, gauge it on, like, like, my, my coaches, like, I program myself, but he still coaches me, like, he helps me with the technique and stuff like that, he, he critiques my program to make sure, like, everything is right, and gives me a few, few tips here and there, but, like, he'll be completely honest with me, he's, so, um, I think that's why I just, I just need that one person to keep me humble, not to just program me, but just be like, okay, well, let's just make sure we're doing this. And if you need to dial it back a couple of weeks, we need to dial it back. Like he's always watching me like, okay, well that move kind of slow this week. So I mean, next week, maybe you want to take it back two and a half keys instead of going up five keys and mm. stuff like that. Like to so I, I, Yeah. I need, I just need a consultant, honestly. And he's like the best consultant I could ask for the best number caller, the best coach or everything. Like he called all my numbers at the meet. He was like, we, we had them picked out already before the meet, but, um, yeah, like he had me. He was like, "Okay, well, we think this. Let's do this at first. Because let me tell this story real quick. I know we're yeah, running off. Let's get in time. So, um, and what's so, his name? Sorry, I don't know if I caught this uh, earlier. What's his name? Tim Tim Anderson. Okay. Yeah. So he um, we we went over it like a week before a week of meet. Um, and it was like at first we just wanted he just wanted me to break Taylor's squat record. That's what was the goal. He was like, "Okay, let's just break the squat record." Like he's already told eight hundred. So the hype about who told eight hundred first is gone. He was like, I just want you to break these records because I know you can break like all these junior records. I know you can break all these collegiate records and you can break the open squad record. That's what's important. You're a junior breaking the open squad record at 21 years old. And I was like, yeah, but I want to total 800. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh, but I mean, like, what if you miss the last squad? Then that goes the whole meet right there. Like, let's say you want to do that. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but if I get it though, then I'll probably total 800. <laughs> He's like, well, okay, how about we come to a happy medium and let's say that we'll base it off your, your final attempt squat will base off your second attempt. If your second attempt moves like an opener and you convince me it moves like an opener, I'll let you squat 300 keys. But if it doesn't, we'll just break the open squat record. I was like, okay, then deal. Yeah, we'll go with that. And then my second attempt moved like an opener. So that happened. And then Ben, she picked my numbers and I missed my opener because I was being dumb and tried to, I tried to time the command in my head instead of listening to her. So I missed my, my opener. So it had them who were nervous, like, oh my gosh, now you only have two attempts left. I was like, just stay on the same track. Let's just do the same numbers that we're going to do in the first place. She's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And so we do that. We give the first, my second attempt, we get my third attempt, it moves. And I get the deadlift and I'm not going to lie, I'm gassed. <laughs> that, oh, that, no! 300, that 300 squat took everything out of me. And this like, is after the everything. Michael C situation. You're like, oh yes. no, it's happening. Yeah, and I and I warm up. I'm like, bro, that 275 deadlift, my last warm up moved like trash. I was like, that would just move like a, a last attempt, like a third attempt deadlift type stuff. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm over here shaking. I'm like, I just gotta go out here and just deadlift it. So I go out there and I pull my first attempt, I pull it easy. And then uh I do my second attempt and then and moved, I was like, okay, well, that's great. That's the best I've ever moved, um, 305. And then my last deadlift I saw on the board, it said 320, and I was like, I gotta pull it. What were like, you thinking, like, when you're in the back though, like you knew, you like you knew ahead of time, you knew what 320 meant, you knew this meant yeah. 800, right? Okay, mm -hmm. so what are you honestly thinking? Like, were you, was this like the most nervous you'd ever been? Was this, because at nationals, you were you were kind of settling into second. You kind of, you know, no one's really going to pull for it. Um, so this was like a unique situation, though. Because, yes, you were somewhat unopposed in terms of no one's going to take your spot. But this was the all or nothing. Yeah. All the other lifts, you could kind of tell yourself, well, fuck, if I miss this lift like you did miss an opening bench, I'll make up for it. But this is it. Yeah. 
That's it. This is it. What was the pressure you felt? Were you like, holy smokes? Um, I actually, if you want to be completely honest, I think this is the only time I wasn't nervous about my final deadlift. Like, I think it's because when I was in Estonia and, I, and you know, the first time you, uh, you put me on King of the Lifts, I was nervous. Like, I was shaking out of my boots. Like, I was scared, like, about to crap myself type. Yeah, like, it was bad. Like, this time, though, I was just vibing, like, listening to music. Like, I was just hyping the back. Like, I'm jumping around. People are like, oh, like, why are you jumping around? Like, you have to do your last deadlift. Like, your legs are going to get tired. I'm like, no, nah, like, I'm hyped. I'm ready. Like, I'm like, my adrenaline is flowing. My heart is pumping. I'm like, bro, I'm good. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this now. Because if I don't do this now, I'm going to miss it. I'm like, bro, I'm kind of like the the two, the second to last guy in front of me was like, he hooked grip. So he was like going slow, trying to find his grip. I'm like, I'm watching him like on the, like on the screen in the back. I'm like, I'm like, bro, can you please just pull this so I can go? I was like, can you just please pull this so I can go? <laughs> like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I got to go. I got to do this now. I got to do this now. And I go out there and I pull it. And all I hear is down, and then I wake up, and someone's pulling me off the ground. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Like, so yeah. what happened there? It, like, it was obviously just all the blood. Was it all the excitement? Because you ramped yourself yes. up, apparently. Yes. It was, like, all excitement, like, blood to my head. Like, because whenever I, whenever I pulled that one, I kind of pulled it differently. And I, I took my breath at the top, and I usually don't do that. I usually, like, and then pull, like, when I'm at the bottom, and I shoot for it. But I didn't do that at all. Like, I literally just latch belt, went down, pulled it. And then she said, down, I drop it. I'm like, oh, yeah, there we go. And I just fall. I just fall. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And I didn't even know I got it till. Did you got, did it go black? Were you out? Yeah, out? yeah. Yeah, and I was out, out, like when I was falling back. I was out. I was like, what? And then, yeah, I was done. Dude, that's just like, that's literally like you woke up from a fucking dream. Like you're like, yeah. you wake up and you're like, was I dreaming? Did this shit even happen? Did I hit any yeah, Imagine yeah, like you, I told imagine. my handler though, I was like, I was like, I was like, bro, did it like I feel like it's like the meat's incomplete because I don't remember hitting it. Like I don't remember pulling the like I still don't feel like it's real. Like I don't feel like I pulled like three times. Like I don't feel like that at all. Like I still think I, I want I've watched the video every day since that day, probably like 50 times. You're the you're the guy who comes home from the bar, meet up with the hottest girl at the bar, but you don't remember. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm that so guy. Hot. Really? Yeah. It was yeah. the worst. The worst would be this would be a straight up movie if when you hit the deadlift. And then you pass out, everything goes black, you fall down, you open your eyes, you wake up, and you're in fucking bed and it didn't happen. It's all a dream. <laughs> I'll be so upset. You I'll be so upset. I went nine for nine. I hit 800. You wake up, it was like, all this, a fucking dream. This is the, the, the best meet I ever had in my dream. I'll be pissed. I'd be pissed. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be when it's the simulation, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That complete simulation. You, you, you wake up and it's your alarm going off. It's the day of the competition you're about to compete. Like, I mean, <laughs> No, 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 I'm gonna have a, now I'm gonna have a dream. I want world to be Taylor, and I'm gonna wake up and be like, I'm gonna wake up and be like, oh my god. It would feel like you got to do it twice. You're like, I can't yeah. do this twice. It was too emotional. Oh my god. Now I'm glad you you relived it like that. I almost forgot that you passed out on the deadlift. Would made yeah. a phenomenal powerlifting moment. It, it, you can't predict it, man. You can't predict. Yeah, I, le I left it. I left it all out there on the platform. That was the one meet I can say I left everything like i i probably like i had a little bit more left in my deadlift maybe but like that's all i had that's like i i maxed out on everything like that was that was like the first meet i've done that in a while it is the rebreathe if you it is 100 about holding the breath like um Caffey, who does king of lifts with me he fight my man will like do the funky chicken after after a pull like he's mm -hmm. dancing because he's losing like i've i'll be watching it and um the people who's spotting and loading i'm like 
watch him, man. He's going to <laughs> like he is like I've seen, he looks like a drunk guy trying to hail an Uber or a cab or something, man. <laughs> it gets bad after those last pulls. It's all about the rebreathe. And if you don't time the breath, or if it's a big fight, it just is what it is, right? Like you might have some more extra kilos in you, but it's however long you could hold that breath. Yep. Which makes it all the more entertaining. Um, also, yeah, who else? Who else do you want to thank when you're on here? Um, I want to thank my family, of course. First, uh, my parents, uh, my grandparents—they've always had faith in me. They always—they watch my, every one of my meets if they can't be there, but most of the time they try to be there. But they couldn't be at this one. That's great. Uh, I want to thank my team for keeping me hyped through this whole process. Um, everyone on my team, uh, Chloe, Shane, and Rob, my, um, they're my roommates right now. I live with them. Like, y'all kept me healthy, helped me, kept me healthy mentally, like, through this whole time, especially after the COVID. And then I just want to thank my coaches, uh, Tim Anderson and uh, Mike Zawinski, for pushing me in practice and keeping it honest with me and helping me with my number calling. It was great. Let me give you some advice. As, 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 an older dude looking at the situation right now, you're 21 years old. You were literally living, like you live with your powerlifting training partners. You're, you just hit, hit 800. Like this is it where like your life is like revolving around it. You know, everything is like powerlifting. You're just living that dream. Who the fuck in 10 years from now, when you're 31 and like you have like a full-time job, wife, maybe kids and like, you know, these people you see every now and then, hopefully you can coordinate and see them at the gym, but maybe not. Maybe you got to work out by yourself because mm -hmm. you got to do it after work, before work, it, or you got to just work out from home because you got kids, whatever the shit. It's right now, my man. This yeah. moment, you are in a moment right now where you wake up and like your life is whatever the fuck you want it to be, basically. Yeah. You know, you've got all, you got the, the stack of deck of cards in your hands and you're dealing it. Live it up, my friend. This this yep. 2021 is where you push it. Like you were you were living with your training partners. Yep. I'm living, I'm living with the fam. I'm living with them. It this won't be it, like 10 years from now. This you'll look back and be like that was a time period. That was a point in my life. It's never gonna be like this again. Once it changes, it isn't going back. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. It'll never go back. This is the moment. Yeah, you're right. But uh, and if people want to hit you up for coaching, my friend, just do so on your Instagram. Yep, in my Instagram, perkstrong74kg. Yep, just DM me. I'll I'll look every day at my requested and my DMs, everything. If I don't, if I don't respond, just spam my comments. There <laughs> it is, man. I'll respond. Get the champ's attention. Listen, much appreciated. Thanks for coming back on. Um, it's been a few times now. We'll have you back on again, man. We'll see what 2021 brings us. And then uh, maybe we'll do another preview show with some more 74 kilo lifters or, or whatever. Either way, we got to have you back. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for having me, man. Congratulations, man. Good luck in training. We'll talk soon. See you, buddy. All right, man.